It's Weekly Comics Monthly, the podcast where we discuss two of the greatest comic anthologies on the planet, 2000 AD, and Weekly Shonen Jump. I am Jim Purcell. And I am Zach Hawkins. So, yeah. So, what you? It's been a month since last time, Zach. What have we? Uh, what have we? What have you been up to? Um, typical life, really. I finished up my last job. Just one. There's been a heck of a lot of just moving about. Uh, family moved abroad, so I was out in the country for a little bit, helping them set up, and uh, just generally enjoying a month off before I have to get back to the grind of working. You just um, what is it seasonal or is it? Um, you just looking for work or no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm between jobs. Um, I just quit my retail job, um, as a store assistant and now I'm moving on to being a bar attendant. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a summer job with openings for, um, full-time employment later on. I've done bar work before and it's my preferred crappy minimum wage job but to be honest at least it's a laugh in comparison to retail which is kind of depressing yeah over there over uh, there in uh uk do you get tipped working bar uh you, you can uh the one i'm going to be working at is on it's basically our our gay village it's called canal street in manchester uh-huh. and it's it's loads of like privately run bars rather than chain oh, I see. chain pubs that, that are all over the show so yeah we do have a tipping system um, it's basically the it's basically the only way our um, wages can't get taxed. Uh, so yeah, I wasn't sure because yeah. I know Europe's not as high on uh, tipping as we are over here. Uh, they are on the continent, but the UK we're a bit snobby about that. But we seem to be getting over like the idea of tipping, especially with all this scandal about minimum wage and living wage. And I don't know what it's. I've heard it's kind of a steep incline in America. The difference between living wage and minimum oh, wage. Oh, heinous. Yeah, it's pretty bad over here, to be honest. When you factor into the fact that um, I am being taxed the exact same amount as people are earning twice, the, even more than I am on a monthly basis, Ooh. it's you don't you yeah, don't, you don't have a flat tax over there, do you? Uh, no, we we it is scaled ne- we, and it's not scaled. No, so. The, the, one of the competitors for the the government are, are trying to introduce a tax where more the, the the more wealthy will be taxed more, but at the moment it's not like that. Yeah, that's always a hard sell because that's where all your uh, influence comes from is those with the money. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, um, just kind of between jobs. Yeah. So you just but, chilling out, hanging out, just trying to not spend. Yeah. Yeah, trying not to spend money. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to Malta in a couple of weeks, which was part of a course, my my divers instructor exam. So I kind of have to spend money, but at the same time, at least I know I'm going to be getting uh, an influx of money soon anyway. So I'm not going to be that skint for a while. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of divering about, drawing, writing, going to a comic jam in a couple of weeks. Cool. So. Yeah, that's, that, I actually only found out about it the other day. It's um, it's like a little kind of cafe thing that will be going on in Bristol for a day. Loads of small press writers and artists are going to be there. We're just basically going to have a small jam. It's one of those ones where there's just a big wall that you can draw on all day oh. and just have a bit of fun. So I figured I've never been to anything like that. So go and be inspired. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there's opportunities like that. You should definitely jump on that to just to get the inspiration going, if nothing else. Mm. So anyway, what about you? Oh, I've mostly been reading uh, and watching TV and working. Mm. I just, I just trying to get 
I've just kind of got my nose to the grindstone trying to get money together to pay my bills. So I've basically been filling in the time around that by just reading lots of manga, read, uh, the new season of anime, that sort of thing. My Hero Academia just, just started. It's on second episode. Oh, yeah. So I'm using that to catch up on the gap I have with My Hero. So that'll be fun. That's cool. Well, what have you thought of like all the early stuff? Because you obviously missed. That well, there's, for... there's only the two episodes, and it only covers the 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 first chapter, uh, which actually to uh, Weekly Shonen Jump already uh, ran. So it's actually. Oh yeah. I haven't gotten anything I don't know yet. <laughs> but I am. The next episode is going to be all about um, All Might passing on the uh, um, All for One. Yeah. So uh, that'll be new because I, I, I I've been kind of not... curious about that process. I've not watched it yet, but I'll probably um, uh, marathon it later on. Because it's, it's like with the One Punch Man thing, I just left it until there was loads of episodes, then marathoned it. It looks Usually usually when an anime adaptation comes out, I leave it for ages, and the only thing I watch is the opening credits to see if it's any, if, see if it's any fun. Yeah. The, uh, the, it's being animated by Studio Bones, which is actually interesting that a Jump series is being animated by anyone but Toei. It's becoming fairly commonplace. Um, these days, the only ones that are being animated by Toei um, are... Seraph. I think Seraph uh, at the end is. Oh, is it? I, I that, thought that was being done by Lurch. Uh, maybe. I might be wrong. But, you're, yeah, you were going to say... Um, you are probably going to say... What were you going to say? One, One, One Piece, Piece and World Trigger. World Trigger. Right. Okay, actually, yeah, you're right. It's World Trigger that I heard complaints about because of Toei's cheap animation. I thought Seraph was, but yeah. yeah, it was World Trigger. Food Wars, Assassination Classroom, Here Academia, they're all being done by... Other studios? Other studios, yeah. it seems to be. Okay. It seems to well, be that the creators... it's not that unique. Hmm. Oh, and Dragon Ball's obviously oh, done course. by Toei. They're, they're done by Toei. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's... there's what, what else is coming out this season? I mean... Oh, Ma- of course. Macross Delta. Which won't be airing legally anywhere on this side of the planet, but I'm definitely watching no. it because I'm a massive Macross fan. <laughs> Even though this one looks like it's way, way, way more um, idol based. Yeah, I I have to make a confession here. Yeah. I have never seen anything Macross related oh. because it hardly had any coverage here in the UK as a child. You didn't even get Robotech. Uh, we didn't even get Robotech. Oh, no. that's too bad. Uh, Macross is a passion of mine. I, I watched Robotech <laughs> as a kid, and then as a teenager, I discovered that Macross was was its own thing uh, with Macross Plus and, what else, Macross Zero. And <clears throat> I don't know, I just, I've always liked the the style of it, of the transforming jets into robots and the fighting the aliens. It's, it's just really, really good space opera over, oh, overall. Yeah. It's had some duds, of course, like any any long running thing, but it, it's always just kind of appealed to me. Mm. So a new series is out is a must watch for me. It's just unfortunate that they seem to be slot because the whole gimmick of Macross is you get the military action combined with like the 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 idle like music stuff. The, the whole show is like very music based. Very music generally plays into its plot line and its character development a lot. I, I do. I do know one of the movies has, is famous for for the for one musical score. Yeah. Just just one scene. I, I forget which which of the movies it was, but it's almost it is it, almost. I don't want to call memeish, but 
kind of legendary on the internet. There's, oh, yeah, I, I, it is an idol scene. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the, the name the, of the song the was. The previous major series, Macross Frontier, had a lot of subplots involving um, girl musicians. Um, but it was it was still tolerable because that was sort of like the same level of that the original series had. This latest one is about a basically a musical group of like five girl singers who <clears throat> sing the monsters away. Okay. And, and unfortunately, that's sort of the level beyond that I enjoy because then it's getting away from the sci-fi aspects I like, the, the military action I like, and getting into the really freaking unbelievable weird crap. Yeah, It's hard to take it seriously when it goes that far. But I'm still watching it because I'm a fan. Hmm. But yeah, Matt Cross is cool. And this season of anime looks pretty good in general in terms of stuff to watch. Um, also, something that turned up that actually came out last year, uh, turned up on Netflix unexpectedly, is a series called uh, Cyborg 009 versus Devilman. Ah, which yes. um, it's only a three episode o- OVA and it stars Cyborg 009, who is a what is basically a superhero. Uh, he's part of a how do I explain this cons- uh, simply? Um, it's a 60s manga written by I should know his name off the top of my head, but I don't. Isn't it Leiji Matsumoto? Um, maybe. Well, let me pull it up really quick because I've got it right here. Uh. No, it's uh, it's Ishinomori. Shotaro. Ah, yeah, he is the guy behind like Skullman, Kamen Rider, um, a bunch of others. Basically, he generally tells stories about teenagers who get kidnapped by organizations and then turned into either monsters or cyborgs, usually cyborgs. And Cyborg 009 yes. was kind of like the prototype of that idea. Um, of the whole, because there are there nine individuals who get kidnapped by this group called Black Ghost. They all get turned into cyborgs with various powers, and then they rebel against those that, 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 that transform them. And then they go on the run, and of course are harassed by other cyborgs and other things. It's very, very, very old school. It's like, this. I believe this guy was like a, a guy who worked under um, um, Tezuka. This yeah. Oh, you can see. Oh, it. oh, definitely. You can definitely see that 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 Disney style animation just bleeding through it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was as, as you say, everything from that period of the manga, which was basically the 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 origin of all the um, tropes, archetypes, Arch- tropes, tropes. Yeah. All bled out of this and Astro Boy, and um, De- the the Devil Man is another quote unquote superhero. But it was always a lot more violent and and creepy and nihilistic, I guess. And that it, it is very grotesque. And grotesque. Um, and ne- Devil Man's creator, who I cannot tell you off the top of my head, he worked under um, Ishinomori. So there's a connection there too. It, it's um, I believe the original creator of Devil Man. Uh, uh, Devil Man. I nearly said Devilly Man. Then. Yeah. Um, was Go Nagai. Okay. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Because he's the Mazinga the creator as that's well, right. isn't he? You know, Mazinga Z and Get a Robo. Get a Robo that was Mazinga the Z, that sounds right. They'd be, actually, I, but, but yeah, and actually, I believe Devilman has had previous anime crossovers with Mazinga Z and Get a Robo. So that yes. makes sense. 
He was also in the um, Go Nagai Magical Girl series, Cutie Honey, which was uh, that that was a that was an adult take on the um, the, the magical girl genre. So that that was that was basically imagine Sailor Moon but with the devil devil man level gore. Oh. And that's basically what it is. That's interesting. So anyway, this little anime series basically combines these two characters. It's actually more of a Cyborg 009 story than a Devilman story, but there's plenty of Devilman in it too. It's actually it's very well animated. The action scenes are great. There's buckets of blood. Uh, the, the 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 characters are all used fairly well in such a short runtime. Uh, the only yeah. real problem is being only an hour and a half long, give or take. It has to rush its story a little bit too much. And in episode two, Devilman basically doesn't do anything. He's not there, is he? No, unfortunately. But I definitely recommend it. And like I said, it showed up on Netflix without any like real expectation or fanfare. I don't know who decided to bring it over. I'm just super glad it's here because I, I know I saw it last year in preview form. And I said, wow, I want to watch that. And I'm just glad it showed up. Yeah. It seems really odd uh, pair of series to bring together because whereas Devilman has had some child-friendly incarnations, yeah. it's overall an, an adult series. Uh, Cyborg 009 has a much more family-friendly pedigree, I want to say. Very- it, does dab- it does dabble with adult themes uh, a little bit here and there, uh, and it does suffer from Cerebus effects where as the series goes on, it becomes darker, but it's still very much... I, I, I definitely classify as an all-ages title these days. Yeah, I'd say that too. And it's all available... Well, I believe most of it's available off Comixology. Uh, I mm. think I think Comixology themselves got the rights to, like, all of the the, the the works of the creator, and they translated them all a few years ago. So I'm sort of working my way through them. And uh, what happened was I watched this OVA, and I decided to go back and start reading Cyborg 0009 again, which I hadn't done in a while. Um, mm. And it's still good. Only, only uncomfortable part is all of the uh, ethnically non-PC-looking people, which unfortunately is kind of a product of its t- its time and its creator. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's a bit, it's a bit early Disney in that oh, respect. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, it it can get uncomfortable when you have that. The good news is the the the, the modern takes have have helped clear clear clean that up a little bit. I do seem to remember in the 2003 animated series of uh, Cyborg 009, they omitted they a lot of it and replaced it with more, um, re- uh, no, I don't want to say realistic, but a lot more... Um, uh, acceptable. Ex- yeah, a lot more acceptable. Uh, it's like the French man's not a snooty <laughs> so-and-so, and, and, and the, the one, Afri- the one no, black no, there's, character there's, doesn't have monkey face. The, the, whole thing, the whole thing is each of the characters are from a different country. There's... Uh, Main yeah. characters from Japan, of course, and the main girls from Japan, of course. Then there's Jet, who's from from New York City, <laughs> and his introduction to the comic is so great because he literally has a dance off with another gang. It's awesome. Uh, then there's a British guy who's a shapeshifter who is basically Andy Cap in pretty much every respect. If you know, mm. you know who Andy Cap is. Um, he's a drunk. Yeah, he is a drunk. Yes. He goes to the pub, and then the wife yeah. beats him over the head with a bull- with a uh, rolling pin. Yeah, and there's a German who's got guns in his hands, and then there's Africa. There's a there's, of course there's the African African who is uncomfortably super strong. Raised. I seem to remember. Huh? Super strong. He's just basically got super strength. Uh, you're thinking of the you're thinking of the Native American character. Who is, 
also oh, okay. uncomfortable sometimes, but is also a badass. No, the, uh, the uh, weirdly weirdly choiced enough. Uh, the the African character, his powers all work underwater. He's like Aquaman, Namor. Type. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and he, he's cool when he's like getting ready to fight. But yeah, it, it's it's entertaining. I like reading it just from a historical point of view. I don't know if it holds up, you know, overall, but it's definitely worth a read. I'd, I'd say it. It's been about uh, two years since I read it in its entirety. I think I should probably give it a reread because I've not read um, the creators of works like Skullman or anything. Skullman like is that. excellent. If you want to really read an anti-hero story, Skullman's like he's like the biggest scumbag hero ever. He's like, and there was a there was an anime of Skullman I really liked. That came out. Oh, what's that? Yeah, it's uh, what was it called? I guess it was just called Skullman. Uh, mm. Yeah, it came out four or five years ago and had a really interesting structure where Skullman himself doesn't really make a full appearance until like six episodes in. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, it's like, it was about a couple of reporters trying to like track him down. Hmm. Well, wasn't, didn't the, this creator also create a uh, Kaiser man? Kaiser man. Yeah. And, um, the other one I can't pronounce, uh, Kirk, click, click, click starts with a K. Yeah, I do know the one. I don't think that one's on comics. Oh no, I, I'm fairly certain it is. That they all are. Uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm going to look them up right now. How much are they on Comicsology? Because I I only have the old um, paperbacks of Cyborg Zero Zero Nine before they went out of print. They are typically about five dollars each. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's, that's like that's two quid here. I think I bought most of them in a sale. So, what's available is Ayana Muzaman, or what did, what did you say? Uh, Kaiserman. Oh, oh no, that's uh, you're, you're mixing them up. It's, um, unless you change the name for whatever reason, when whatever editions you have, it's, what is it, Kick, Kick, I, I, these names, I'm terrible with them, I'm sorry. Kickerator and Inazuman. Yes, that that was the one in the zoo. In the zoo, man. Yes, he's like half alien or something. Hmm. Wow, the volumes are two ninety nine here. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, and it's got his Common Rider series. Yeah, as well. he apparently did the they did the TV show Common Rider, and they had him do the manga uh, companion to it. I just, I don't think he created Common Rider, but he did do like the very earliest anime, uh, very hmm. earliest manga for it. There's only one volume of Skullman. Was that all? That's all there is. That's all there is. Okay, that's that's cool. It's a nice one. It's a nice little one shot of a book. It's excellent. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to pick some of these up then because I'm not sure what I did with my volumes of Cyborg Zero Zero Nine. When I recently cleaned out my room to put into packaging all my comics and stuff, I didn't find them. Oh. I remember having them, but I can't remember for the life of me where they are. Um, so I might have to pick these up. Um, I've sold them for all I know. Um, but yeah, thanks for the heads up. I didn't know Comicsology had those. Yeah, no, they're 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 pretty good re- um, reproductions and translations. Okay. Nice. Well, if Amazon have them, then there's hope that they might actually do physical reprints as well. Well, they, because maybe Amazon... they, they these have been on Comicsology for like four or five years. I don't. I haven't heard anything about print releases. Hmm. Perhaps they'll do it through Kickstarter. That seems to be the way they're going these days. Yeah, a lot of Tezuka stuff is getting released that way right now. Mm. More obscure Tezuka. 
Yeah. So yeah, that, anyway, so that, that's that's a nice that's a nice big bunch of catalogs. I'm gonna have to get into that. Yeah. So that's um that's basically been me. I've basically been just kind of getting back up on manga and anime right now, which there's been a lot of it. I didn't even mention the fact I'm 15 volumes into Berserk. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the first 15. Yeah. Of like I don't know how many. Hmm. All, well, yeah, I've only read the first three. Yeah, I'll, I think I got yeah. to the I think I got to the the infamous um, guts childhood sequence. And, yeah, um, I, I I I couldn't read anymore. I, after that I, I actually had a weird experience with Berserk. Basically, back when I started reading comics, I heard it was worth reading, so I got the first two volumes, and it did not click with me. The 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 level of the violence and the imagery and stuff at the time when I was much mm. younger. But coming back to it, it, it's it's fine for me. I I yeah. I, I, it's funny how of, you toughen up to stuff like that. Yeah, I've kind like of grown into it. It's definitely good. It's just the only issue is I actually watched, there were like three Berserk movies that came out a few years ago. And they yeah. cover this period, this arc called the Golden Age arc. And mm. a very big chunk of the first 15 volumes is that arc. So I was actually rushing to get through it to get to stuff I haven't actually read yet. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad to be out of it and into something new. It's 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 a good origin story. It just it's like ten volumes long. It is. That's that's. It's a monthly series as well, isn't it? As far as so, I know, unfortunately, I don't really have all the details on its uh, regular yeah. release. That's cool. But it is. I it know is a, the biggest. It is a series I would recommend to 2080 readers, like fans of Slain. Would absolutely dig yeah, it. I know that. I'm sure. It's, 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 if I was to pick a favourite, it seems to get compared to Vinland Saga a lot. Um, seemingly because they're the only like fantasy-based, well-known I, I've read the series first, that are currently on the market. I've read the first two volumes of Vinland Saga, and Vinland Saga is really good, but it is not the fantasy horror that this is that Berserk is. That, yeah, it's very much more the realistic horror of something else. It doesn't, it doesn't have the fantasy elements, or at least it hadn't got to any when I was reading it. It's historically accurate. Yeah, it's a historical drama more than anything. But it's it's really well drawn. It's done by the guy who did Planets, Planet ES, which is one of my favorite uh, manga series of all time. And the TV series ain't bad either. Yeah, they, they released uh, omnibuses of that recently. I need to pick them up because it looked pretty sweet. Yeah, good sci-fi, good, good hard sci-fi. Hmm. Okay, then. Uh, okay, so that's basically summed up what we were getting up to this month yeah uh okay then so we've got a couple of uh, news articles i want to talk about both from 2000 ad and the shonen jump got a couple of new series coming up in 2000 ad um first up coming in prog 1983 is the return of black shuck oh okay by emma bb and steve Orwell. oh black shuck i just remember what that was yeah, that's that weird fantasy series that kind of came and went and yeah. nobody talked about ever again. Surprise is coming back. It had a lot of... It wasn't very good as far as I recall. It, it wasn't my favourite. I enjoyed it for, for what it was, but at the same time I feel it was incredibly underwhelming. Yeah, I think it, it, for me it committed the cardinal sin of being boring. Mm, yeah. It, I, I'm trying to remember. I seem to remember that the the main protagonist could shift from being human to a werewolf. And there was something about an ogre and a village under threat. It was it was typical fantasy fare. Um, but as you say, it's pretty unremarkable, sadly. So it's interesting. It's coming back. 
It is. I'd like to see if it's if if a follow up could uh, kind of rekindle an interest, maybe. Yes. Because is. I was I was interested in it and seeing the previews because I love Stevie Orwell. Yes. So. Stevie Orwell's like he's one of my favorites. Hmm. So it's always good to see him in the in in, in two thousand AD. And Emma Beebe can be a fantastic writer. Her Doctor Who series at the moment that she's doing with Titan is fantastic. Ah, yes. Um, and she has done some really good stuff for 2000 AD in the past. Um, but sadly, this Black Shook just kind of came and went and didn't leave any impact. Um, following on from that, an unspecified date in the future, but presumably before the end of the year, is the return of Ian Edgington and Disraeli's Scarlet Traces in Cold War. Yes, interesting. It is. Uh, I kind of assumed what with Gold Tiger coming out, they were going to release Scarlet Traces as an original graphic novel. Right. At least right. the follow-up, because they're reprinting all the, the older stuff from Dark Horse as an omnibus. So... Uh, it's interesting that they decided to make it part of the 2080 lineup, especially considering we've already got two Ian Edgerton and Disraeli series ongoing. True enough. Uh, about Stickleback and Helium. Helium, right? Yeah, that's so. That means we've got three from the same creative team ongoing, which I'm fine with. I bloody well love Ian Edgerton and Disraeli. Yeah. So I just think it, it's an odd place to put it. it, 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 but, it honestly, it almost probably fit better in like the independent section of the magazine. That was my other thought. Either put it there or release it as a graphic novel. Yeah, one of those. But you know, either way, just just to have it is going to be good. It's, it's going to be good. I, I love Ian Edgington and I love Disraeli, so this can this can definitely be what something I'm very, very much looking forward to. Definitely need to get caught up on reading it, though, because I kind of don't want to read it without reading the previous stuff. Yeah. I I'm, I haven't picked up any of the previous trades ever since I heard it was coming out in an omnibus. So uh, I have read them because uh, the old library in the town I used to live in had them, uh, and they were like some of the earliest 2000 AD stuff, well, 2000 AD related stuff I read. So I'm, I just found it was a really interesting spin on War of the Worlds. Yeah, a, mil- and... a million years ago, I bought a hardcover copy of, I think, the third of them, and I never read it. Uh, the great, I, never, the, I think that's the great yeah, game, great isn't game. It? I never read it because I kept planning to buy War of the Worlds and Scarlet Traces to read first, and I never, ever found them. Yeah, those volumes go for crazy money now, so... Which is actually funny, because two years ago at, 2000, at the Fort Bubble table... Um, where Ian Edgerton and Disraeli were, they were selling versions of those hardbacks, presumably to get rid of them for this new, <laughs> this new volume. Right, because uh, once they, once I assume once 2080 bought them, Dark Horse couldn't sell them anymore. Yeah, ba- well, they were out of print for years anyway, ah. so um, they were selling for crazy prices. Uh, another thrill of the future I seem to remember recently, but I can't find the prog it was in, was for the return of Savage later this year. Mm, yes, I think that was like a month or two ago I saw that. Yeah, I, I can't seem to find the prog it's in, though, and I've been going back two months. Um, well, but it's, it's inevitably going to return. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely going to return before the next series of ABC Warriors, because that seems to be the way they're alternating them. So... Um, yeah, Savage. Savage is one of my preferred Pat Mills stories, so that, that, that this could be fun. And the last cliffhanger was fantastic, so uh, yeah, optimistic for Savage. 
And then finally is an IDW Judge Dredd announcement, which is going to be a team up with Dark Horse, seeing Judge Dredd going against the Predator and the Aliens at the same time. As you do. As you do, when you run out of ideas. But um, this is obviously the first time that uh, Dredd's gone up against either the Predators or the Aliens. Let's get Terminator and Robocop in this. And the Six Million Dollar Man. And the Six Million Dollar Man. God knows IDW likes to milk their team-ups. Ninja Turtles and the Ghostbuster. Ninja Turtles and the Ghostbusters and the Transformers. And, uh, oh God, My Little Pony, I don't know. Um, Angry Birds, anything. Uh, This could be interesting. Uh, It's Jake Lynchman, I believe, writing it. Writing it? Yes. John, John uh, this is one of his. John Layman, thank you. Um, the writer of uh, Chew for Image. Now, I've not personally read any Chew. I don't know if you have. I've read the first issue once a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those ones I keep meaning to get around to, but just, you know, other things of more interest came in the way. Uh, but the Glenn Fabre cover that's been released as the promotional image looks cool. So, oh, yeah. Glenn, Fabre, Glenn Fabre will apparently be doing all the covers, and then the interior art will be done by... Oh, what's the chappy's name? It's IDW, probably some nobody. It looks okay from what I've seen. Uh, obviously, the, the, I, I, IDW have been pretty hit and miss with their... Oh, sorry, excuse me. I've been pretty hit and miss with their uh, Dread series so yeah. far. What, what, very, what, very, what you, very hit and miss. Uh, Chris Moneyham, who I'm not familiar with anything, but he does have a very Cam Kennedy look to his art, so that's cool. Yeah, he's kind of got a... uses shadow a lot. Hmm. I don't know what he's done before, so I might actually have a quick look up and see what's... But... Um, no, uh, that about sums it up for the ID. Uh, for the that about sums it up for the 2000 AD news. Meanwhile, over in um, the Weekly Shonen Jump, it's actually kind of prophetic that this has happened because we were talking about Hunter Hunter a little bit last. We were episode um, saying, "Oh, we're never going to get to the continent." Lo and behold, Hunter Hunter is returning on April the 18th. Well, that's so news. That, that's pretty rad. That next I, week. No, two weeks. It is. I, I do like Hunter Hunter, so I want to like it. I now you see. I've watched. I watched the anime series. If you ever have, if you ever a loose end for a series to watch, watch the 2011 through to 2014 Hunter Hunter series because it is excellent, and it really does hammer home why this series is such a cult hit because it moves along at a fantastic pace the characters are amazing the style is gorgeous it's just one of those wacky insane worlds some of the humor is fantastic it can be genuinely gripping and brilliant and particularly the stuff involving um the chimera clan in the later issues uh, episodes even um so uh, that basically brings you up, the, the anime conclusion brings you up to where the series came back last time with the expedition beginning to the Dark Continent, which still hasn't happened. Yeah. 
Um, Hopefully it goes for more than a few months this time. Yeah, I kind of hope it does as well. It was kind of funny because it was saying, it's like, oh, Hunter Hunter will be off this week and this week. Uh, oh, by the way, it's going to be off indefinitely. Yeah. And that was two years ago. So, yeah, it's pretty rad it's back. Um, optimistic for it. Following on from that, on April the 25th, there will be... Oh, guess what else is back? Uh, Baruto? Or no? Well, N- N- Naruto. Oh, yeah. For a one-shot by Kishimoto. And then following that on May the 9th, Boruto's getting his own monthly series. Oh, boy. Oh, w- this could go either way. I will say the last Boruto miniseries was okay, but only because Boruto wasn't the main character. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of get the feeling that Father Like Son Boruto is not going to be an interesting pro tag. I hope this is also a mini series. Uh, I believe it's an ongoing monthly series. Mm. Um, the, the, the only difference with this is Kishimoto is neither writing nor illustrating; he's just supervising. Well, it. that's an improvement. <laughs> yeah, it's. This this kind of I guess they're referred to as guidance in Japan. They're they're kind of like spin-offs uh, or sequels written and drawn by different creators. I wonder if this is going to adapt one of the the movies. I no, I believe it's an original story. Oh, okay. Because I do know they made a movie out of that series that we did get. Uh, yeah. Which was yeah, well liked for as far as Naruto movies go. Yeah. I like that miniseries for what it was, actually. So if if it's more like that, then, you know, thumbs up. I don't mind having it as a monthly title. I'll definitely enjoy a lot more than Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, is it a monthly? It is a monthly, yes. Oh, well, yes. thank goodness for that. <laughs> it might actually be bearable. Might actually be enjoyable. Um, the, the artist involved appears to be channeling Kishimoto, though, so... Yeah. What, how well I, that I works, never though. really had a problem with the art itself. It was more how it was structured. Uh, he did mm. a really bad job of like setting scene continuity. Yeah, you could the, never the, tell the, where the, anybody the, was at any given time. Yeah, the choreography was all over the show. Yeah. Um, but it's it. I'll give it. I'll give it its chance, and I'll see how it works out because it'll be a fresh start. So. Hopefully it'll do away with the old continuity and focus on new stuff. Yeah. And that about wraps it up for... Oh, no, there's one more bit of news that i just quickly throw out there. Uh, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reprints have now been confirmed to go on to part three and four. Good. So Good. That'll, be, that'll be released every oh, three wait, months. Oh, wait, they, they hadn't confirmed, confirmed three yet? No, they haven't yet, but oh. it was confirmed at, um, I believe, Emerald City Comic Con. Okay. I, I had um, no doubt that we're going to get three, but I thought four and beyond was questionable. So, Yeah, they already released part three years ago, but it was censored. Uh, well, the artwork was censored well, I think for violence gonna, reasons. I think that's still going to be the case in certain things, because I know they were redrawn at one point. Yeah, no, they've, they've confirmed that it'll be the original art oh. rather than the redraws. Okay. So, because... Um, uh, what it was with these hardbacks is they were scanned from the original issues. That's why we had the color pages. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I thought the, the actual creator had backtracked on that one scene with them standing on top of a mosque. I, cause that, that, oh. that's the only one I really know about is that they change it to a, to a radio tower. Yeah. That's staying. Yeah. I figured because, that would. Yeah. Uh, I believe the violence involving, um, a dog 
getting killed by a stand user is that was redrawn as a rat later it, on. Um, well, I know they kept the dog dying in the first first volume. Yeah, that's kind of why they've tracked backwards because they realize it's hypocrisy. Gotcha. So yeah, that, that, that we're also getting part four because um, part four is currently being adapted for TV. It is. So that's that's pretty rad. The JoJo hype train keeps going because it's awesome. Yeah, I actually just real quick, I played uh, JoJo's. I, b- I bought JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle for PS3, which is the fighting game. Oh yeah, it came out recently. It's kind of a janky fighting game, but uh, you have to play through the story mode to unlock most of the characters, which meant that I was mostly rushing through all the the text boxes, so I didn't spoil myself to unlock yeah. everybody. Um, yeah, that must have been really confusing for a you. A little bit. You must. <laughs> it's like, who the hell is like two thirds? Two thirds of all these characters. I will say this: all the JoJo main characters going forward in the future all look interesting. Even Jojo Lion in his sailor suit. In his sailor suit, yeah. Which is actually funny. Uh, he's probably the most heterosexual out of everyone, and he's the one in a sailor suit. And I really want to get to the Jolene stuff. She looks cool. Uh, part six is fucking epic. It's my favorite story. Well, part four and part six are probably tied for my favorite story yeah. arc. So I, I can't wait for also, that. Also, I noticed the character designs over time get thinner and thinner. You, 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 yeah. don't get the, you don't get the beefcake after a certain point. Yeah, it was it was around about the halfway mark in part um, seven that um, his style just suddenly flipped from being cartoony to hyper-realistic. Yeah. But, and, but it is a cool game because you get to play as all the Pillarmen, and yeah. they're all in there, and of course all the stand users, and Steel Ball Run characters all ride horses for some reason. Because it, it, it's Cannonball Run. Can, yeah. That, that's that's what part seven is. It's a cross country race on horses. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's a fun game. It's not a it's not a competitive fighter by any means, but it's just yeah. it's really the, the 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 graphics style is very similar to the t- the TV show CGI. It, yeah, I believe it was done by the same company. I, I I believe it because it's all very similar and it looks it looks really good in in motion as a game. Mm. The, the, there was a sequel actually released like late last year, which is a arena fighter rather than a uh, 2D scroller. Oh right. So that's coming out. That's got a that's got a massive roster of like 45 characters. This one's this one's actually uh, got a bunch of DLC characters I haven't bothered to unlock yet, including Lisa Lisa, who I really should pay for because she's my favorite character from Battle Tendency. Lisa Lisa was a badass, but I, I kind of felt she got shunted oh, towards yeah. the yeah. end in favor yeah. of. Uh, I didn't even mention it. I. I I read the final volume of Battle Tendency last uh, uh, this month, actually. So that it's pretty rad. It was good. I really liked how Cars is actually beaten in the end because it's actually fairly unique as far as villain defeats go. Mm. He, he can't actually. It's established he can't be killed, so he's not killed. It, the Earth just shoots him in. N- not like the protagonist. The actual Earth shoots him into space. <laughs> But yes, Lisa Lisa gets damseled really, really quickly, and that pissed me yeah, off. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of lame. I did think it was awesome though that um, I that's it was kind of spoiled by the chapter title that Strawheim came back. Yeah, true. As a cyborg in the 1940s. And, and that's pro- that's the funniest part is how at the end you get like that like that stand. That, that like Sandlot Stand by Me type ending where everyone gets like oh, their yeah. mugshot and what happened to them. 
Steinbrenner dies in Stalingrad. Yeah, he gets shot by a sniper. Like that's, I think that was pretty much just his way of making sure he never comes back. It's just kind of like, yeah, I, I made an SS officer the main protag. Yeah, oopsie, put him away. <laughs> Forget about him. Um, no, yeah, that 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 actually ending to Battletons is kind of sad a little bit. It's definitely, because, it is kind of a melancholy ending, actually. Compared because Speedwagon dies off panel. Did he? Yeah, he did. He died of was like he... cancer at the age of ninety. Oh, oh, you mean during that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not in part three. <laughs> but <laughs> it would it would have been so awesome if Speedwagon was still kicking about at like the age of one hundred and thirty. <laughs> but they they do that for for every series. I mean, I believe um, uh, Joseph comes back next series, and then Jotaro sticks around yes. for the next series, and it's like they oh Jotaro after Jotaro is introduced in part three, he's around for a while, like. Until the very end of part six. Oof, Jesus. So he, he's, he's, he's basically the overarching protag. Oh. Joseph's also in part four, but he's old and senile. Uh, so yeah, Jojo's still great. Um, that about does it for the news. Yes, we were in news. I forgot what we were even talking about. <laughs> um, oh. Okay, so hustling on to 2000 AD, you wanted to talk about survival geeks I a little do. bit. Um, not very much or very long, because there isn't much to talk about, because it's only had like two series and a thriller. Um, mm. But I kind of like this series, and I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I think I it looks really good, and I think its 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 reliance on references is a little bit tired at this point. But, Backhanded, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, I think it's got a decent idea and it's got a decent execution. I just kind of wish it would do a little more. Um, I compare this series most mostly to the the, the Simon Spurrier series Beck and Call, which also mm-hmm. which also was where this one's more sci-fi based. That one was more like horror fantasy based because you had yeah. you had the delinquent and the wannabe witch, and they had trubs. And they also made tons yeah. of pop culture references as a result. Yeah. I, I, I never read Beck and Call. That was like way <sighs> before my time. And I never picked the trade up either. Yeah, the trade's really good. I really liked it. I really like the artist on it who I'm blanking on right now. Uh, he had a really good cartoony style. Apparently he's working in animation now. So that's why he hasn't been around. Yeah, as, as they all do. Yeah. But uh, Survival Geek's... The current story, the current story, is actually fairly funny because uh, it's doing the the classic uh, gender swap thing, where you have yeah. your main characters, who of course are three males and a girl, meet up with their counterparts of three girls and a boy, and mm. I like the fact that instead of you know being hostile to each other like for like several chapters before finally coming to some understanding, it literally is over the course of the first chapter to the second chapter. That they're basically on the same side. I was afraid for a bit that they were going to pull an extinct um, on us. Um, if anybody who's read extinct or hasn't read extinct, there was a cliffhanger where the the main characters met their clones, and there was the cliffhanger where I was like, "Oh, there's going to be a big rumble down, a big smackdown. We're going to have dinosaur and dinosaur action." We did have dinosaur and dinosaur action because they started fucking each other. Ah, well, actually, there was some of that in this too. So. There was. Uh, only between the stoners, though. Yeah, so understandable. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I was actually kind of glad it didn't go completely in that direction. Could have been really awkward. Um, it does seem like but, the, it does seem like the girls the, the girls have slightly better grasp on what's going on than the boys do, who are mostly yeah. I kind of get the, I kind of get the feeling that with the opening scenario, uh, the girls had been on this planet for a while and obviously done some shit to upset the the local fauna, which is militaristic rodents by the looks of yeah. it. And the guys, the guys literally turn up just as shit's going down and there's a case of mistaken identity. So that's pretty rad. It, it's a pretty typical scenario, but um, it's, it's fun. Yeah, is what it it's is. fun. And that's sort of why I like it is that it doesn't take itself seriously. It plays off stereotypes, but at the same time, it stays entertaining. Um, hmm. And it doesn't overstay its welcome. I don't expect it to run more than like six weeks. Oh no, it doesn't. It, 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 it it's never a very long, very long presence. But what? It's, what it's, it's, it's yeah. It's another Gordon Rennie series that just kind of seems to come for a little bit and then vanish. It's also Emma Beanie or Beanie or what's her? Emma Beanie. Yeah, yes. yeah, the one you were talking about earlier. I, yeah, she's a co-writer on this too. Hmm. Um, what I find really interesting about this series, though, is that it's the only case of a thriller being graduated to a full series. Yeah, which is which kind of what the thrillers were for, weren't they? Right, and it, it's just kind of strange that this is the one that that graduated got picked yeah, up. got picked up. I think because it was more open ended than the than many others, because a lot of thrillers are basically extended future shocks with conclusions. Mm. Um, like that one with yeah. the giant robot. Yeah. So that one I would have liked to see again. Yes, I remember. Was that the Steve Orwell one? I think that was drawn by the guy who did. Uh, um, um, Stog six six six. That uh, the the yeah, the Age, John Davis Age, Age, of the, Age of the Wolf. I think he drew that. Yes, yes, I do remember which one that was. Now, um, it's actually funny that we've talked about the thrillers because in the next issue of the magazine, there's going to be a reprint of a bunch of them. Yeah, the three best. So that that will be. Um, I, I kind of thought these were going to get a proper trade paperback rather than a right. Um. Uh, a floppy reprint, but I'll, I'll take it because I've, I've got a few of them, so it'll be cool to see whether they've improved. Because, as you say, Survival Geeks is the only one that's remained in the conscious as a 2000 AD story. Actually, there is one other that's fairly popular. It's that one that by Boo Cook with the the gunheads. Oh yeah, but that one. But the thing that is, one definitely could not get like a continuation. Basically. Yeah, that had a finite ending. Yeah. I yeah. think that one's being reprinted. So. It's on the cover, so yeah, that I really liked that one. That one was a, that um, one was a nice twist on a classic 2000 AD like story that never existed yeah. type deal. That that had an interesting structure. Yeah, it was. Um, Survival Geeks isn't as clever as Gunheads was, um, right. but at the same time, I kind of get the feeling that by its nature, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of mileage in it. But it's kind of how long can this formula last before it starts to a bit thin. Right, and that's sort of what happened to Beck and Call. It's just sort of kind of kept going through the same motions without really moving anything forward until I guess I guess Spurrier just got tired of it or he went to America, one of those two. Mm. I kind of get the feeling that Aquila's doing the same thing as well. It just comes up every now and again and uh, does, does the same spiel and then goes away again. Yeah. And only this time without as good as art. Yeah. 
Survival Geeks, the actually talking about arts, and Neil Googe, I'm, I'm a big fan of. I really like his style. That being said, I can't think off the top of my head what else he's done. Yeah, I know, right? You'd think he'd fit on, like, a lot of things. Mm. I'd really like to see him work on a lot of the more light-hearted dreads, because I think his style would fit Mega City 1 very well. Yeah. Like, the, the wacky designs and everything would fit the, the more crazy kind of concepts that Mega City 1 can have. And hasn't had for a while, because everything's doom and gloom in Judge Dredd at the minute. I'm trying to remember, remind myself what he kind of looks like. He's got, he does really, like, facial expressions, like, real big. Oh, yeah. He... Uh, I guess he has that kind of exaggerated mega-caricature look. Um... Well, almost kind of manga-inspired, I'd say. Very definitely. Yeah, it's it's definitely got a very millennial-style art to it. It's not the kind of thing that you'd see have cropped up during the 80s or the 90s. It's very much it's. I want to say it, a, it looks, a modern it, art, a modern style. It, it kind of reminds me of like Ryan Otley on Invincible, a little bit. It does, it, particularly the way he draws jaws. Yes, that's it. It's very expression of uh, mouth movements. Yeah, I, it, if, it, if that's even a thing. Yeah, and he draws animals really well, which is pretty cool, which is useful. Yeah, well, I really liked that in the most recent installment where the mice, are, um, well, the the infiltrators are watching uh, each member of the um, Spiral Geeks crew from outside the borders of the page. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really cute, cool little. Um, nod. Uh, no, I mean, not nod. Technique. Pretty rad design. Uh, pretty rad. He's definitely a very good experimental artist. So, yeah, good, like you said, that, well, like there's only like three chapters so far, so we'll see where this ends <laughs> up in the next couple of weeks, uh, yeah. if it was worth our time or not. Yeah. If not, it was definitely artistically brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. I mean, it's the, the art is... I, I just like looking at the art, I guess, and I'm not really an art kind of guy. So, at the very least, it looks good, which I guess... Is, mm. yeah. uh, what, what else looks good, actually, is um, Tainted, which yeah. we talked about a little bit, a little bit before, because we said how much we enjoyed Dead World when that was running and how long it'd be before it came back. Turns out it came back a lot quicker than we thought it would. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to do this and then also do another Halloween special four parter and then turn that Possibly. turn that into a, like a collection. Mm. Because uh, the, the, this, t- theoretically, if this runs for nine parts, combining that with the four parter from Dead World and all the pinups and stuff that we're building up to it and some sketches, you could bulk out a hundred page trade. Yeah, you could. But um, speaking of the series itself, this is kind of the the Dead World story that I was hoping for. Yeah, the just before the fall of everything. Just before the fall of everything, because we've talked about uh, Mad Max before and uh, the feel that things are just about to fall apart and society is about to go to shit. This is kind of similar to Mad Max in that there's still some semblance of a society. Yeah, some semblance but it's, of order. It's, it's degenerating quickly, yeah. though. Because these Dead World, whatever, whatever, I, it's not, I don't know if it's ever been, well, I haven't read um, the, the Judge Death uh, origin story in a while, but uh, apparently the dead, the dead World judges have never been very uh, 
good at their job. No, no. We've seen that already. There's definitely a lot of um, hatred for the judges in this world, even more so than in Dread's World, which is saying something. Yeah, because these would be more closer to like true fascists. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know if this world ever had a nuclear war to cause all this. No, I think it, it appears to be that there's a lot of famine and stuff going on, um, a lot of bad crops and stuff, um, just general overpopulation. Th- not too diff- not too different from the real world. Actually, I, I think the general idea is that Dead World is just kind of a world that just is sour at its core. It's just mm. nothing. Nothing good ever happens. Things just kind of degenerate over time, regardless of you know circumstances. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm feeling that the sisters have come in, the sisters of death, because they haven't appeared per se in the story um, yet, but they were hinted as appearing in one of the recent installments. Um, so I kind of get the feeling that the the revelation around Dead World is that the sisters were created almost as um, like the way of purifying the world by creating the Dark Judges. Right. So, because here in the second chapter, I've, I've only read the first and second, just keep that in mind. Uh, okay. You, you, you see them get into the mind of the uh, drone operator. Yes. And I guess, I'm not really sure what their motivation would be right now. Well, they just want to kill everything. Well, yeah. I kind of reckon that this. I kind of reckon that this was the point where they just realized we we can't save this world. So is it worth saving? Yeah. So burn it down. Yeah, seems to be that way. I see. But we've also got this group of um, farmers um, who rescue a a judge in distress yeah. or unconscious or whatever it was. I I wonder if this guy is going to turn out to be. Um, Either fear, fire, mortis, or maybe even death. I, I don't think it's death. I think he already oh, yeah. exists. No, yeah, his, he has a name. He's a uh, death. His last name is Death. Yeah. Oh, what this guy? Death. I, I forget what his name is. His name's like uh, Fairfax. Oh, Fairfax. Yeah, yeah. He does. He he's definitely not death. I don't know if he's any of the other dark judges or not. No, we. I, 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 as like you, it's been a long time since I read the Paul Doherty, uh, the Peter Doherty um, uh, uh, Judge Death prequel. Yeah. So I can't remember if we actually got any details about Fear, Fire, or Mortis, like who they were before. Um, so I think it'd be a cool revelation if it did end up being, um, I don't know, Fear, Fire, or Mortis. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Honestly, I guess it's got some room to go. And you think it'll go like nine or ten weeks? That's... I, I suspect it'd be that. Because the thing is with these prequels is you can't bring... You can't drag them out too long because we already know yeah. all these all these civilians are going to die. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the worst ways. Yeah. It's just a, a matter of how long we can make this last. And that's what I really liked about the one-shots. It was just a four-part done-and-done thing. But now we are getting further backstory. I don't want it to outlive its welcome. Very much no. You don't want it to... Because, to, to... like you said, the, end, the, 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 the world's ending is a foregone conclusion. The, the only thing you can hope to do is tell a decent you know, personal story in that, in that hmm. context. Um, I'm not really sure if it's built up this Fairfax guy to be that or this family yet. So we'll hmm. see. 
Yeah, I hope it does. It's kind of like um, this. This seems to have been what split people with Rogue One. Uh, oh, will they get away with the plans for the Death Star? Uh, yes, yeah, they do. Yeah, they we will. know they do. Um, but it's will it be a good story? I think it will be. Yeah. In the same way, I think Tainted will, by the end, be a good story. It's it's not about the end result all the time. Sometimes it's just about enjoying the story for what it is. Right. And right. Um, if it does turn out to just be nine parts, hell, I, I, I might even extend that to say it might be a 12-parter. Whatever it takes to make this an investing story, I'm willing to read it. Yeah. And we'll say this, so far, it looks really good. It does. It it, it oozes um, just disgust and vile and gr- griminess. Yeah, it is, it's way better than any previous, like, Dead World stories, you know, mm. barring uh, Dotri on uh, Judge Death. I think it was. Now, see, I, I felt that was a little too polished. Oh, well, that, that, I, made, I, that I, much, yeah, you got a point there. Maybe it was a little too polished. It, I do like um, Dorothy's art. Obviously, he's fantastic. I do, however, just feel it was a little too um, clean for for what I expected Dead World to look like. Whereas this one is very much in my expectation of a world falling apart. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it a lot. Um, by the end of it, um, I'll probably update later on and just see how much I liked it. But it looks good. It reads good. Um, I'm not at all bothered that it's a prequel. It's it's just going to be a fun ride. I particularly like the scenes with the riots and the judges turning up. Yeah, they're not they're not even reading out like. Uh, like or disperse immediately or face immediate action. They're, they're just coming in, killing as many people as they can. Yeah, they're, the judging is this world are horrible people. So yeah, uh, I, I reckon um, it, Dead World's going to be another fantastic, fantastic run. Let's hope so anyway. That about sums up. I don't know if you had anything else to say no, about. No, I don't have any anything else to say about uh, Tainted. I think it's um, I think it's definitely a highlight right now of the of the prog. So yeah, of the new lineup, it is fantastic. Yeah, I think it and Dread are pretty much carrying things right now. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Dread's fantastic right now. Well, uh, we'll bring up Dread next time. Uh, we'll talk a little about the Clegg series when we do the the the, the quick fire round. Yeah, yeah, we should talk about that. Especially, uh, we were just talking about how much we like Days, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that would be a fantastic thing to bring up. Um, okay, then, with that, we could probably move on to the Shonen Jump stuff. Yeah. Right, so you, um, uh, let's, shall we talk about Food Wars first? Because that was the one you wanted to go on about. Yeah, let's talk about Food Wars. You, do you want to talk about Food Wars? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with Food Wars. I've not got a heck of a lot to say about it other than it's remained consistently entertaining. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I have dug quite a bit of the drama stuff recently. Like, I, I complained last month about not finding Alice an interesting character. Right. There was there was a particular scene this month around where she confronted um, Azami about just him general being a general dickbag uh, that I, I did find find like very entertaining that was a very fun character moment um oh, hold on oh go on i'll let you My get phone that phone is ringing 
All right. Sorry about that. No, it's Bernie right. Sanders needs my support. Bernie Sanders needs your support. I've been watching that on the news. It is trying to watch American politics from the UK is like trying to watch it through a telescope. Yeah. You, you only get the cherry picks, cherry pick stuff. You have to dig to find information. When your when your parliament's uh, trying to ban Donald Trump from your country. Yeah. Oh well, don't bring him over here because Scotland doesn't want him. Considering he's half Scottish, that's kind of insulting. He's yeah, he's not popular over here either. Uh, All right. Bernie Sanders needs my help. Um, sorry, that tickles me a bit. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Food wars. Yes. Food wars. Um, so those who don't know, food wars is the shonen uh, manga about uh, food uh, preparation combat. That isn't Toriko. That isn't Toriko. <laughs> it's not literal combat. It's cook, it's um cook off. It's master. Yeah, it's Master Chef. Right, yes, it's Master Chef in in action in shonen action form. And it's from it's remarkably endearing. Something that doesn't sound that awesome. Yeah, it's it's strangely compelling. I don't I don't know why. Honestly, <clears throat> I think it's because the 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 they managed to infuse just enough like drama and will they or won't they succeed to keep you mm. gripped yeah and there's certainly enough hyper uh, hyperbole to, to just make it seem that level of ridiculous that it somehow works mm. so the latest the latest arc of course has um you know i can never keep any of these characters names straight uh but the father of what's her it's a zombie isn't it's it a, yeah a zombie's father has taken taken over the role of dean of the school, and is systematically destroying all of the 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 uh, clubs that dare to like oppose him in his goal of removing all creativity from cooking, and only through rote memorization can good cooking come. Mm. It's 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 basically food fascism. It's food fascism. Yes, it's it's. Basically, private school. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a, yeah, it has been interesting thus far, and this particular confrontation between Kurakiba and um, oh Christ, what's his name? Uh, Rentaro, uh, face tattoo guy, who is totally not a minor with that face tattoo. Um, it, it, it has been an interesting kind of. It's always interesting to see just kind of what food they come up and just going away and thinking, is that legit or has the writer just made this crap up? Yeah, I got to wonder sometimes. I, I'm pretty sure most of this stuff is based on real cuisine mm. and the techniques used are real. But, of course, yeah. th- this, this this series assumes infinite budget for any, any yeah. meal. <laughs> oh, they've got salmon plucked from the springs of Mount Everest. And it's all for public school all, funding. All the pressure cookers ever made. <laughs> all the pressure cookers. Yeah, because that's, that's totally not cheating. Yeah, um, I was wondering about that, that that, that was going to be the difference, is that he used machines where the other one did not. But it turned yeah. out it was because he's developed all this skill in spice usage since his last time. Yeah, and, and there was actual effort involved rather than just wrapping salmon and bacon. Which you can buy from any Tesco or Walmart or Asda or 
wherever you buy your crap seafood. Um, but yeah, it's been remarkably endearing and fun this last couple of weeks. Uh, one minor quibble. Have you ever seen the, the meme of so many days since last incident? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 250 days since last fan service. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zero days. Reset the counter. That was not good. No. Like back at the beginning of the month when the, yeah. when the underage girls' clothes all burst off. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically, of course. Metaphorically, thank Christ. It, it, luckily, it was just the, the, the three goddamn pages, uh, and it has not happened since, and the counter is starting to go back up. I kind of hoped Food Wars had gravitated away from this because it hasn't happened in, like, two years. So, nah. So, yeah, Food Wars is entertaining. And I it's, it's strangely yes. entertaining. I never expected to like it. I guess I sort of assumed it would be another teen romance comic. And it isn't. It's not that at all, <laughs> although there's definitely that going on. It's not the main focus of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank Christ. Yeah, it, I, I initially believed it was just another Nita Koi, um, right. but, it, but it isn't, and it is. it does bring something different and new um, it, it, to the lineup, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty glad for. It very much is a Dragon Ball Z with cuisine cooking instead of yeah. fighting <laughs> at, at its core, and that is strangely yes. compelling. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll even take the minor quib well, the minor quibbles of the little bit, one or two one or two pages that I'm not keen on. I can glance over if it's only every now and again. Uncomfortable fan service. Mm. But as I said, it's a fairly minor quibble because it is literally these days only once every god knows how many months. So I, I don't know, I can I can let it go. It's also kind of interesting to have a fairly well, a realistic cooking series in comparison to Toriko, which is literally just oh here's something here's something tasty that looks okay is it alive well i want to eat it well i want to eat it i don't care if it's a giant centipede i'll eat it it's yeah (laughs) here's here's some jelly i found on the floor Mm, looks edible that's uh yeah it's it's nice to have i i i am enjoying it considerably now uh Trying to think what the last cliffhanger was. I'm on issue 14 now, so I'll just. Of what? Food Wars? Yeah, I'm, I'm going up to 18 now. I'm just trying to remember where the cliffhanger left us. I think they started tearing. Oh, they, yeah. they started tearing down all the society's buildings. Yeah, this, yeah, they did. They they, they started. To, they did it physically as well. And um, we had this nice little, um, not so much bounce, but team up between the first seat and. Um, oh yeah, they were doing their little. Uh duet yeah. cooking thing going on which was a dis- that, that was a surprisingly nice um sequence actually it was it's nice it was. that it, it's it's fun that this anti-hero i guess isn't a complete asshole i i think that's deception uh, deceptive he, he isn't my 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 feeling on that is that he is is an asshole but he doesn't like teaching very much mm. he's just doing this because he was told to do it yeah, possibly, but he's got this whole kind of subversive side to him that I like, that he's he's held in such high regard and he has all this, like, expectation thrown on him and he has super anxiety because of it. Yeah. I, I do kind of like that. And I, I like how Soma just is the only one who's, like, not not so much that he's confident, is that he just volunteers. 
Yeah, he just doesn't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else will do it. That's fine, I'll do it. Because he doesn't, he doesn't, I guess it's because he doesn't see himself as possibly failing. Everyone no. else was afraid of, like, looking bad. Yeah, I, I do, I, I dig that. I, I, I think that's kind of why I like Soma as a character, because he's not necessarily um, uh, successful to a fault, right. but he, he, he is a character who can grow and has, he, he has personality and likable quirks. He is, he is kind of in a tricky situation where, at this point, he cannot fail because then the story can't progress. Mm. Yes. So I do kind of wonder if it's kind of um, like kind of like Ryu in his in his in his, in his uh, last cookoff here. I wasn't. Oh I yeah. I did not expect he, him to lose because he seems kind of important. Yeah, but he can't. But if he wins, it feels kind of cliche, right? Because he's Which he's is, a tough guy who who always comes out ahead, comes out on top. Yeah. But at least at least yeah. they did a, re, a, a somewhat interesting way of like showing how he has grown in to to his victory. He didn't just win because he's a badass. He won because yeah. everything that we read about in the previous uh, arc, you know, added to him. Because when I first started reading this, I think we had just gotten to a part where Soma, Ryu, and some other guy had were in a three-way competition. There was, yeah, I remember that. And then they went into the one where they were um, they were interning at different restaurants. Yeah, it was the interns. Yeah. And yeah. then this story called, made a callback to that intern period, and it, it, which we didn't actually see, right. so it wasn't just retreading stuff right. that uh, we'd already seen. Right. So that was an interesting. It definitely doesn't forget what came in the past. It definitely uses all of that to push things forward. So it, it's actually fairly smart writing, honestly. Yeah, it is, and it's it's got a nice narrative going on. Yeah. So, yeah, Food Wars I'm enjoying. Um, I'm also massively enjoying One Piece right now. One Piece is excellent right now. It's just uh, be- kind of at, before it's we- at, it's at its most One Piece. Yeah. Before we talk about the actual um, story and strip at the moment, issue 18 has a, a pretty remarkable um, color spread as the opening. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of done in traditional feudal Japan style, yeah. as opposed yeah. to Oda. It's still definitely got Oda's style to it, but it's nice to see him draw in this kind of way, just to see, uh, let's see his style progress differently. It's kind of a weird choice of characters. In, in... it is. I, I do think having the lineup in the background of the the new allies is cool. Obviously, having the Animal Kingdom now, and it, you say it's an odd choice. Um, I think most of these were the ones who were sent away from Dress Rosa. So, oh yeah, that's true. That is who they are. The, I think that's kind of that's cool. Sanji in the back, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's obviously why. It's actually, I think it's interesting they chose Sanji, considering he's not present at the minute. Right. Maybe it's foreshadowing for obviously the next story arc. Where it's going to be, I, I, I think it's going to be a rescue, but I, I, I'm, I'm, it's up in the air yeah, as to how it's going to turn out. I bet it will be a rescue right up until they find Sanji and he says, "Why are you here? Why? Yeah, why? Please, please, like, go yeah. away. I've got this covered." <laughs> yeah, Luffy's Luffy not very subtle. Him. Yeah, Luffy's not very subtle when it comes to um, uh, reconnaissance. Um. No, it, I just want to draw attention. That's a nice color spread. Um, the actual strip itself is fantastic right now. It's 
had the revelation that the the moving elephant island is a criminal. something I it, yeah it's alive I I assumed that from the beginning but considering it never came up I just kind of forgot about well, it. When you say it's alive, you mean that it's moving or that it can talk? It, it can talk. It's 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 a living organism. Right. I presumed it just it was some kind of magical thing, some MacGuffin. Um, that was never going to be brought up, but turns out it's it can wreck a it can wreck a fleet with nothing. That that, that entire sequence was absolutely badass. Yeah, with its trunk slapping all the ships away. Oh yeah, <laughs> just it's like, this is the real one punch. Man. T- Team Rocket blasting off again. <laughs> off again, I know. I, I kind of get the feeling that that's what Jack's going to be. He's just going to be the he's going to be built up to be this serious badass, but actually he's not that big a deal. Yeah. That's sort of what confused me because they had been building up to be dangerous and then he just got squished. Yeah. He, you know, he might still be alive. Who who knows? Well, he seems to have been knocked out from what we saw. Um, but, uh, yeah, who knows? He might come back. He is like supposed to be one of Kato's um, generals, so he's pretty big fish. And which one's Kato? Kato's the guy who can't be killed. Oh, the that one guy. of the four emperors who fell from the sky. Yeah, that dude. Okay, um, he's one. Of the, he's one of the four emperors. Or, yes. Okay. So um, Kato, Kato, I guess you could equate to being Doflamingo level, like dangerous, dangerous. Um, Jack, that is. Jack is Doflamingo level. Kato's much worse. Um, but no, we, we, we'll probably see in upcoming chapters, because this cliffhanger for issue 18 hints at a, a character from the um, before the, the the time skip coming back. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, he's one of the like the new... He's, he's called um, Scratchman Apu, and he's like this um, musical theme. So you're talking about the... You're talking about the um the snail here he's got his face yeah the the, the um with the, with the piano keys for teeth that yeah thing. yeah yeah because it's, it's kind of weird in the one piece universe that each person has this kind of snail which they talk through yeah, it's their phone it's uh, a it, telephone equivalent because they don't have radio yet they don't have radio they, have, I know. they sail on ships so what kind of technology could they possibly see what they have snail <laughs> yeah. technology it's really the, the the logic. Well, there is no logic within the One Piece universe because if they don't have radios, why is Frankie a cyborg? Yeah, good <laughs> good question. Um, I I I I really dig it to find out what these new guys are up to uh, because a couple of chapters back we had the the um, the gangster pirate from years back came back. That was he's apparently working for Big Mom now, so. I, I oh, do get the he, feeling that we don't. He wasn't all... new. He was another returning character. He was a returning character from before the time skip. He had a weird. That he was... had weird powers. He could put you inside himself while also being inside himself. Yeah, his body's a castle. That's cool. I like that. Um, you got to hand one piece. This it's it's got a got a lot of awesome concepts. Um, I am looking forward to obviously seeing where it goes from now with this war whether they're going to go and rescue sanji first or whether that's going to happen while there's this this big climatic battle going on who knows because 
so far we've only seen it from Luffy's perspective. We don't know what Kato's planning. We don't know what Big Mom's got going on. Blackbeard's still out is, there. Is Big Mom also one of the Emperors? Yes, she so is. I least, think the four... there's at least two of them in play now. That's yeah, there's, the four Emperors are Big Mom, Kato, Blackbeard, and Shanks, who was the pirate who got Luffy to oh. um, start his life as a pirate. Oh, I thought... Shoot, I thought... um. Last last bad guy. Um, oh, Doflamingo. Doflamingo was one of them. No, Doflamingo was a, a rogue pirate who worked for the government. Oh, okay. I guess I it, misinterpreted that whole story. No, it's it, I can completely understand. It becomes really confusing after a while, just whose motives. Particularly if, like, you you just jumped in partway through. Right. It's like, um, at the end of the first half before the time skip, there was this massive war between the Whitebeard pirates and uh, the world government and basically half the cast went missing in action they were presumed dead and a bunch of them have now come back and that's the time skip that's what happened after the time skip yeah so it's it's still in kind of a weird period of we don't know what everyone's motives still are um like Everybody, of course, wants to be the Pirate King. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah. That's what we didn't mention. They finally mentioned One Piece, uh, the One Piece again. Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. We we now know kind of where it is. You just got to go find four MacGuffins. Four MacGuffins. To, um, to be fair, this does tie into what um, kind of Robin's ultimate goal is. Right. These, these old hieroglyphs um, will eventually take Robin to... Where the government took and apparently killed her mother, which is her backstory. Um, so, turns out that where Robin's mother might be uh, is also the same island where the One Piece is. So, yeah, it all kind of ties in. So, and now, and now we've got all this going on with Sanji's family apparently being a bunch of serial killers. It's- Never ends, but um, so long as it continues to be entertaining, I'm happy if One Piece never ends. Yeah, as long as it stays this level of energy and this wacky. Yeah. I, actually, I think one of the things I most admire about One Piece is kind of what I'm liking in um, with what John Wagner does with uh, Judge Dredd and what Eric Larson does with Savage Dragon. Is It's one creator creating one body of work and putting everything they've ever wanted to write into that single body of work. I make, yeah. if you make, so rather than making loads of different series and being remembered, it's like, uh, I don't know, Eddie Campbell made Batchus and From Hell and all that. Rather than just throwing everything into Batchus, um, Spread it out. made different series. Yeah, yeah. But it's like Achira Oda just wants to make one series where everything possible can happen. And uh, I totally dig and respect that. He's been doing this for like 20 years now. What chapter is this latest? It's like 821. Yeah, 821. Yikes. He has been <laughs> a while. Yeah. Could you imagine re- uh, like printing a 22-page weekly comic for 821 chapters? Yeah, that is a lot. That's crazy. And that's... That makes Cerebus look short. It is interesting to uh, just just think about how much time they put into this because Will Trigger is like 138 chapters long. Yeah, that's yeah. still a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching reading that for over three or four years now. Mm. 
so say if you just factor in how many pages they print out a week, it's it's crazy stuff. And then uh, it's, it's like Iraqi's been doing it weekly and monthly for JoJo since eighty six, eighty seven, yeah, eighty six. That's what thirty years. That's crazy. I can't even make one comic without screwing it up and throw it in the bin. <laughs> throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. He's like, nah, no one will like this. Fuck it. Yeah. I could totally respect that. Uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, One Piece, fantastic. Food Wars, fantastic. Um, every the jump is in a very good position at the minute, I think. Yeah. Um, with, and, like, you got the new series is coming, even if it is Baruto and Assassination Classroom. Uh, spin-off was coming up too, so. Oh yeah, uh, you've not read the first installment. I think that came out this week. Oh, oh no, I have not read it yet. I, I, no. I haven't got all the way through that. I only read one. I got through one piece in Food Wars, and I'm halfway through Blue Exorcist. Okay. So I'm not fully uh, caught up yet. Yeah, yeah, that, that's rad. Does it at I, least I, explain itself a little bit? So, like, if you never read it. Uh, there's a small segment at the beginning that explains the gist of the series, but. To be honest, you you don't need to have read. It's it's it just does, does it spoil the ending. No, it, it's it's set before the ending. It's just a it's just a series of small one shots. Okay. So it's um it, it just seems to be a series of small comedy one shots about Kora Sensei. Um, weird. Just being weird, yeah, because that's what he does. We I, I love I love Assassination Classroom though, so I'm happy we're getting these. Yeah, I I've only read the first chapter they previewed, and mm. I think that's it. Yeah, I can I well, can tell why they didn't bring it over, but it's weird that they're bringing this over without running it at all. I, I reckon they're bringing it over because it's not going to be included in the trade paperbacks for the uh, regular series. Okay, so they they want to get it out there so it is at least somewhere, somewhere in an official capacity. It makes sense. Yeah, because it's the same creator. It's it's not like it's being done by a different writer or artist. It's the same dude. Um. So it's, it's pretty sweet. Um, it's up to like volume nine now. So, um, Assassination Classroom's over though, right? It concluded. It concluded about a month ago. Yeah. yeah, on its own accord. So that's that's nice that it wasn't cancelled and it didn't outlive its welcome. Based on its, its premise, it, I couldn't imagine that thing going on forever. It, yeah, it started in like summer 2012, so it lasted like what three and a half years. Yeah, that's not bad. Maybe it'll come back with something new. Possibly. Well, it's it's, it's he, the guy did another series before that lasted like two years. Uh, that's not been brought over yet, but I suspect with the success of yes, um, yeah. as, as Class, it might be brought over. But no, that's pretty. It's, it's pretty rad. I like it. It's a fun little one. It was a fun little one shot. Um, uh, the comedy is obviously people will either like it or hate it um, or think nothing of it. Um, but I like it. It's it's cute. And it's not offensive. Okay, so let's do get into our lightning round to round out this episode. Um, we're going to start with 2000 AD, of course. Okay. Okay, so we're just going to enter the quickfire round, um, opening up with Judge Dredd and the Clake story. Um, looks great. Day is really fantastic. I don't think Rob Williams knows how to write Dredd very well. Yeah, uh, his dread doesn't ring one hundred percent true. Yeah, all the all the things like oh, they'll send me to. Is it worth going to Titan? Should I shoot myself? All that should stuff. I, should I shoot myself in the mouth? Yeah. Um, 
I think he writes sensitive Clegg fantastically oh, as yeah. his own character. Even the completely cringeworthy 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 3 rap sequence was yeah. bearable. Yeah. <laughs> it was cringeworthy, but for all the right reasons. Um <laughs> Uh, I the Sinnoh the Sino- the Sino- the like liked it a lot. Oh yeah, the, the Sinnohs the were really into it. Um, I do kind of like this story that Rob Williams has got going with Sensitive Clegg. He went from an employee on Lunar City 2 to an underwater denizen to a citizen of Mega City 1 to an entertainer in the Cursed Earth and now he's number one hit sensation in Sinnoh City. <laughs> Yeah, Sensitive Clegg's great. I, I just kind of feel this would have been better if it was like Dirty Frank being his handler. I, I had thought that. And Frank has turned up in these Rob Williams Dread stories. Yeah. He, he was in the last um, Sensitive Clegg one where, where he's being hunted by the... Um, it, oddly enough, I think, this, I think this would have been better as a low-life strip. I suspect that as well. But, because then the, yeah. then the tonal... It, when Dredd has been in low life, he has been a comedy character. But the thing is there, it's fitted there because it fits the tone of low life. Right. It doesn't fit the tone of Dredd as a main strip. Yeah. Because I, I just, I, I get what you're saying there. Because like when Dredd was in the, um, oh, I forget the name of which particular low life story it was, but it was the one where Amy Nixon defected. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Dredd was in that one and he had a couple of really funny scenes in it. Um, so I can get where you're coming from there. Um, however, I would also say that Dread has been super deftly, like suicidally depressing, serious for years now. So I so maybe a I, little I, levity to the character isn't unnecessary. Yeah, it is. It might not be the best characterization of Dread, but yeah, it's. It's kind of weird to see because the last time we saw Dread like broken was that really brilliant Henry Flint page at the end of Debt Chaos. Thing. Right, with his back all burnt up. Yeah, and he was like, you just saw the front of him shaded and he was like, oh, my city is dying and I can do nothing about it. That was like, that was depressing stuff. Right. Dread being depressed in this one is just because he's embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that doesn't ring completely true. And, and I remember back in that strip, he said something really funny to control, like, like really deadpan, dark humor, where he said, like, give me a minute, or okay. Like, he was, like, incapable of, like, moving, and yet he still, you know, went. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. remember the exact line. All I know, it was really good in terms mm. of, like, dread humor. Yes. But no, I think this was a passable four-parter. I think it helps that it was a four-parter. I think if it had been any longer, it would have outstayed its welcome. Definitely. Uh, so, just real quick, uh, conclusions of, like, ABC Warriors? Um, Aren't there only supposed to be seven? Why are there eight? Uh, why are there eight? <laughs> Does Road Jaws count? Yeah, there's no power uh, in eight. Oh, I, I kind of get the feeling that um, they, they're going to kill... Zippo off because steel horn <laughs> throw him in a ditch <laughs> throw steel horn in a ditch because the mess was better um <laughs> yeah oh god if I, actually I, Zippo would make the most sense because well I guess it isn't exactly the original lineup because I guess uh no actually I guess the mess was part of the original lineup with the happy shrapnel yeah. so I guess it is mostly original lineup now 
Yeah, and Zippo's the odd one out. Yeah. I know Rojo's wasn't in the original lineup, but he was in Robusters, so he's still technically more qualified. It's just, I don't know, this drip was just kind of dire. I mean, that whole bit mm. about Hammerstein's name was just anti-comedy. I read somewhere that that was a joke about Finn, but it went Finn? completely over my head. Yeah, apparently it was a it was it was a throwback to the the Pat Mills strip Finn. Um, but what kind of reference it was? Because it was all over the forum. People were saying it's like, oh, it's a, it's a nod to Finn, and I was just kind of like, look, I've only read the one Finn strip, and I remember nothing about it. I, it I was read garbage. I read the 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 two books that were reprinted in the magazine like recently, and I don't remember anything. Uh, yeah, because they were garbage. Related. Yeah. Sorry, guys, if you're listening and you like Pat Mills, but he's not high on my list of favorite 2008 writers. He is just, I don't know, he's more missed than hit, unfortunately. Yeah. Me. And I think, yeah. I don't know. We, the word, we, like, we like Savage, if that makes us look better. I, I like, he's an he's a great idea guy, but he can't, oh, yes. I can't, his scripting is just. His scripting back in the day was fantastic when he was more subtle. Yeah. Yeah, he lacked subtlety. Yeah. Magnificent Seven was fantastic. Black Hole was fantastic. All of Nemesis was fantastic. I mean, even Shadow Warriors was okay. Yeah. Well, I think everything up to and including Shadow Warriors for ABC Warriors was good. Maybe Henry Flint was blinding me to it. Possibly. Didn't Esquire do a bit of that run as well? He did. He did book one. Oh, yes, Flint he did. did book two and three. Yes. I think. It's wild. Yeah, that's it. That, that's been in the recent Mech Files 3. I need to pick that up. Um, Other okay. Co- what, what else oh. concluded? Uh, the Order. Oh, uh, The Order concluded. It, it ended on more of a uh, straight conclusion than I expected. It definitely was not an Empire Strikes Back moment like I predicted. No. W- what I find is, is it's an interesting antithesis to the conclusion of part one, mainly in reference to the status quo. Right, because not everyone died. It, they were uh, wiped out. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty sure no one died. Yeah. Um, which is actually kind of refreshing because that means that now we've had these gu- these guys established when it comes back round again. Unless we time jump a lot, and then. Oh, I, I really hope it doesn't time jump because we've done that now. With that, that gimmick's been done. I kind of thought that was the whole gimmick of the series, though, so... I don't know. Possibly. I don't know which side of that argument I'm on. I mean, it'd be, well, yeah. I like these characters, so I would like to see them back, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's already kind of established that this is sort of like a recurring thing, and this is a story about, like, different incarnations of the Order through time, so... Yeah, well, what if it does, like, an Age of Wolf, like, Anna was a young woman in her yeah. first appearance, now she's kind of in a middle age... And in the final appearance, she'll be like what Morgana was and like an old woman. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, okay. Definitely want more of the order. I definitely do as well. It, it's because it's fun and it's light and it does what it says on the tin. And it's got fantastic artwork and it brings something new. Maybe not something completely original, but it's something new, particularly in a lineup of future sci-fi heavy stuff like the last one has been. And so, yeah, finally for 2080, we have Aquila's back, mm-hmm. and not looking as good as previous outings. No, um, this is Paul Davison, isn't it? He did the run on the the movie Dread a while back. Okay. All right. And that's pretty much all I know him from. He did a few 
pure dreads as well, which I liked. Uh, they were Michael Carroll ones, I seem to remember. But um, it doesn't, his style doesn't particularly lend itself to fantasy well, I think. I don't think he really has the detail like I expect from like uh, uh, Gallagher or the other one. Um, oh, who was it? It was oh, Goddard. The Faux Guy. Yeah, Goddard. They just, they just, they just had more like fine detail in their work that's really lacking from this this outing. Mm, yeah, it's. I think my main overarching problem with Aquila is actually a script based thing. It seems to come and go, and it does the same thing over the space of six parts every yeah. time. Yeah, Aquila shows up. There's some supernatural threat he's trying to track down in order to like break his curse. His sidekick is weird. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's Blackhawk for a modern audience. And that's actually what I thought it was when it first started. Well, I thought I think it was a reboot of Blackhawk. It, it is, in, in, a, in a way. It is sp- supposed to be like the modern take of Blackhawk, much like how um, um, oh, that Pat Mills series. Uh, Greysuit is supposed to be like the modern take on Mach 1. Yes, I get that. Yeah, mm, yeah. I, you see... If you just take Aquila on a story-by-story basis, it's just there to be like an action story, a sword and sorcery. Um, It's fun, but at the same time, it lacks substance. Yeah, Aquila's character doesn't seem to have a lot going for him, except he's like... He's a revenger. A revenge, big, angry guy. Mm, Yeah, it's... I kind of got the impression in the early stories that he's been like doing this for like a while, like hundreds of years. Hmm. And I don't. And then all, and then all of a sudden, his targets are in the one place. At one the place at the time. time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know. All the stuff that's been released so far recently got collected, so I might pick it up in a sale and see if it gets if it reads better in a trade format. Yeah, maybe I'll go back and see what I've got to reread too. It's I might have all of it hmm. available. You you were are you still doing that catalog thing? You like you were um, taking snapshots of all well, your digital. No, yeah, yeah. What stuff. I what I do is um, the files that come from 2000 AD come in like just a zip file with all the JPEGs. So yeah. I just, so I just copy it and then I pull them all apart to make custom trades. Hmm. So are you yeah. still doing that? Well, because... I still, yeah, I still do that. I'm behind right now for most of this year's, but I still do it because it makes rereading stuff a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, you could obviously do the same for Aquila and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure if I go back far enough in digital wise to do it pro- do it properly. Yeah, they did put out an official trade as they well, did. so there's that to pick up in a sale maybe. But yeah, which is uh, nice by the way, because then you don't have like the the title pages there every single time and the yes stuff like that. So there's there, there's pros and cons to doing it yourself and buying the official compilations. Hmm. And finally, for 2000 AD, was the conclusion of Kingdom. Kingdom, yes, of course. Very excellent ending, I thought. I think they finally injected some life into them as a threat. Because mm. we actually got to talk to them for once. Yeah. We finally got to find out what the deal with the ticks was. Right. And next next series is in space. In space. It's, it's Kingdom X. Yes. So, yes. You're, you're uh, still only caught up with like this one and the previous one, right? Yeah, I need to pick up the trades. You, they, you, I, I think they need to do another printing because the sale sold out on all of them. Um, you probably heard the Gene asking about this character named Lizzie Sauer. Was she from like one she, of the early she was ones? From the, she was from the second series and, okay. and the third. And she went up to space at the end of the third. 
So oh, hopefully oh, you get oh, to she, see her again. Just she's like the Ellen Ripley of the series. Well, she's a kid. She's like uh, she's like oh, 12, she's the 12, newt She's of the like series. twelve years old. Yes, she's more like the newt. Okay. Okay, that's rad. I can pick that. Well, she's probably older that. now, which is probably the point. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How? How? In in like. In, I get the feeling that there's been like six months or so between the one that came out a few years ago and... I, I think the King... Well, he, Gene had kids at the start of the Kingdom, so maybe like a year or so? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, that, that seems right. Is, is time skips like that common? Not really. I think the Kingdom was like a, supposed to be like a period of stability, which Gene hasn't had through most of the series. So it, oh, it kind of okay. got to move things forward a little bit. That That's a was kind of unusual for okay. this series. Yeah, he I, doesn't I'm, usually get to stay in one place for long because he is a wanderer. He's a wanderer. Yeah. Uh, I, I've digged Kingdom a lot more this time than I did last time. I feel this was a better introduction to the series than um, the last one because the last one was just several brawls. There was a pit bull piloting a plane, which was awesome, but it felt like it lacked substance. This one has had enough callbacks to previous series to make me curious to go and check them out. So, yeah, it's rad. It, it, it did its job. All right, so um, let's move on quick to the lightning round for our 2000 AD portion. Um, first up... Shonen Jump. Yep, Jump. Sorry, yes. Two, uh, weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, let's talk about uh, My Hero Academia, which is on my mind because of the anime. Yeah, uh, it's... Uh, it looks like the the kids... Well, it seems like that a few of them have the balls to go and rescue Bakugo. Yeah, I, I think they might be lying to themselves a little bit. Yeah, they I get the feeling that um, they're they're either going to get um, the crap kicked out of them, or but the thing is, the five that are, are definitely going are characters who have had the most interaction with uh, Bakugo, with the exception of I'm actually surprised Oraraka's not going. Considering she's like supposed to be the main female protag, and she's once again being yeah. died. Yeah, that is kind of unfortunate that she's not involved. I to the point where I'm not even sure I know what her powers are. Uh, well, she's Gravity Girl. She can switch gravity off. Oh, okay. So she has cool powers. So why the hell isn't she being used? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. They they seem to be trying to re- replace Uraraka as main protag with Momo. Um. Which she's got a she's got a friggin' awesome power. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like the fact that it's in the hands of a kid who's not one hundred percent certain how to use it yet. So yeah, she's rad. Uh, it's also well, predictably Midoriya wants to go, and of course Todoroki wants to go, <laughs> um, because he's Todoroki. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Ida was so easy to be talked around though. I think he's well, like like he explains in the story, he's uh, he's he kind of sympathizes because he he did this exact same thing like a month ago. Yeah, he wanted to take um, the law into his own hands because he had a personal stake in it. Yeah, so he's he's willing to help them out as far as keeping them out of trouble. Yeah, that was actually a pretty cool moment where he was willing to use physical force to um, stop them. Like he just randomly punched Midoriya as like a way of don't you fucking don't don't you fucking do this to me. <laughs> that was that that was a cool moment. I think I'm actually kind of surprised looking at the last five weeks of how fast it's moved on. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the thing. It it ended that the 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 battle in the woods like ended really quickly after uh, 
Bakugo was captured. Yeah, they managed to rescue Tokoyami. Yeah. Which, which is probably for the better, because God knows what would have happened if they'd activated Dark Shadow again. He would have destroyed the world. Um, but we got a brief like recap of what happened to everyone. Turns out like half the kids are still unconscious from that gas dude. Um, so that's pretty fucked up. Of course, most of them are Class B nameless kids. So Damn the Class B. They never, never got their moment to shine. No. Well, to be fair, um, Tetsu Tetsu and Kendo did get a pretty cool fight with the gas mask dude. True. That was awesome. And um, Shoji got a heck of a lot to do in the last arc, so that was awesome. Um, Ragdoll got killed off panel. Um, one, she, was, she was on the Pussycats, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she's just missing, but yeah. I... I she apparently had a running with that artificial human, which considering it was 90% chainsaws, I'd be surprised <laughs> that she's still alive. Um, and, um, oh, what's the report? Pixie Bob's apparently also unconscious um, in a coma or something like that. And now all the pro heroes are banding together to form another rescue team. And they're not aware that the kids are going to be there. So how uh, embarrassing it's, it's, how embarrassing. It's, it's a question of who is going to be the more successful. Um, All I know is I, I, I called it with uh, Banku's response to being offered to become a villain. It's just that, yeah, go eat shit. <laughs> Stop talking. But, yeah. He doesn't want to be a hero. So he, he admires All Might. He, he's just, he's a, he's a complete bag of dicks. He's a horrible person, but he's not a bad guy. That's the uh, so yeah. Hero Academia is awesome right now, and it, it just uh, keeps doing what it does best, moving forward, not like dragging stuff out. No, it's just it's just perfect, honestly. Mm. Yeah, perfect pacing, definitely for a weekly format. Um, I'm kind of wondering who else is going to be on this um, pro hero rescue team, though. How big it's going to be, whether the kids are doing like a little kind of secret espionage thing. So whether the, the, the pro heroes are just going to go in with as many heroes as possible and all guns blazing, whether there's going to be a giant smackdown or not. I don't know. That'd be awesome because we've already seen that one of these artificial heroes is uh, artificial villains. Even is like equal to all might. They're pretty tough. They, so they are, they're actually, they're a pretty good mix of bad guys and abilities. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, Hero Academia is awesome right now. Uh, only problem is, is, despite being called Hero Academia, I'm finding the fact that the kids aren't in costume very often um, slightly disconcerting. I would like to see them more in like, their hero designs because with the anime coming out, we saw all these promotional images in uh, the hero costumes, and I keep being reminded of what awesome designs they are. Sadly, we're not seeing them in them a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think it... I, I... I'm good with it, if only because I'm a big fan of, like, superheroes in street clothes as a kind mm-hmm. of thing. And also it makes sense because they are still ultimately students. Yeah, okay. I think if the series continues on, like, past graduation, we'll we'll see it a mm. lot more. Oh, yeah. I, I, I suspect it will go on past then. Or, or, if like the, or if, like, the status quo of the entire world gets flipped upside down, which yeah. is something I wouldn't pe- put past this series. No. One last thing is um, there was a really nice um, color spread. A couple of, I think it was actually the last issue. Yeah, the one with the it on the cover. It was. Yeah, what the heck is that thing in the sky? Uh, I never really looked very closely at it, but it looks like <laughs> it looks like a, a clockwork whale. 
<laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I don't even know. And it looks like Midori is wearing Gran Torino's cape scarf. Oh, he is. Thing. I wonder if that's something, a uh, uh, preview of things to come. Foreshadowing. Yeah, because I'd be surprised if Gran Torino doesn't come back in this current arc. Uh, okay, so what was the next one? Bleach. Funny thing about Bleach that I finally realized after actually ironically after playing uh some jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle mm-hmm. bankai's are just stands or they basically are yes yeah whatever the whatever those sword spirits are they are really kind of just they function the same way as stands i'm pretty sure bleach came after jojo so oh yeah bleach started in 2001 yeah so way later like like jojo was in part six by the time um bleach started yeah, um, so I, I I would not be surprised if Bleach drew heavily like influence from JoJo. I'm pretty sure everything after JoJo <coughs> in, was in some way influenced by JoJo because it's one of those series. It's like Fist of the North Star or uh, oh, what was that series in the 90s? Yu Hakusho, mm. where um, which was the series before Hunter Hunter by the same guy. Right. It's all um, about the kid who dies. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It, it's it's kind of one of those, or even Dragon Ball. Now I think about it. Yep. Um, one of those series where it's just everything comes after is influenced by it. Um, I kind of get the feeling Bleach was for a while another one of those series um, because Bankai weren't originally like this. They were literally just like swords. Yeah, basically the superpower aspect didn't come in until like chapter one hundred. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, so it was something that was introduced like way later. It's just, um, it's just I drawn that. I see because I'm I'm reading JoJo, you know, as it comes out, and I haven't really been exposed to stands very much as a concept. It's just I just found it fairly interesting as I was playing through the game to to basically told what stands, how they behave, what they are, and hmm. I just sort of realized that the way these swords, like the spirit, like gives you all these weird powers that aren't necessarily they don't necessarily make sense. Hmm. So it, I just kind of drew that parallel between them. Yeah. Well, this is, it's not just the, the, the concept of the, the Zanpakuto and the, the Bankai in Bleach is based off the soul energy that the Soul Reapers are able to absorb right. and use. So um, it, it is also an expression of personal will, like stands. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's based off like this kind of like chi, chakra type yeah. energy that they can tap into. Um, Zaraki, oh, pre- who's uh, spiritual pressure. Now. Yeah, spiritual pressure. Zaraki, who's turned up now, never used to have uh, a spirit sword or a bankai or anything like that. He would just crush people because he had that much soul pressure. He could literally just like punch you and you'd make your head explode. Ah. And now he has to have a bankai because the stakes have got so high that that's not enough anymore. I see. Um, which is kind of a cop out. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Because all the way through, Zaraki was as revealed as being like this, like, if anybody kills the big bad in the series, it's not going to be Ichigo, it's going to be Zaraki. And now he's a, a comparative weakling, because... Uh, reasons. <laughs> reasons. But no, I, I, I'm actually really... I really, I thought the, the death of Askin was pretty, pretty rad. Um... The fact that Urahara was actually able to outsmart him using his own poison against him, which was pretty cool. Um, and and then Grimjow just—I completely forgot he was even there. Yeah, the big guy. Yeah, just kind of turned up and ripped his heart out. 
Oh, no, that's not the big guy. Grim Jow's the, um, uh, the kind of cat-themed guy. He was like a major villain from the, the the previous mega story arc, I guess you could call it. Oh, I have Back when... Yeah, it, you can see what the problem is now with Bleach, is it has so many characters. And these, and... these arcs last so long. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd give it another five chapters before Giant Dude gets killed. Yeah. I I, I thought he was already dead at this point. I was surprised that he was still up and about. I, I think he's the last one, honestly, before... Um, the, the real bosses. Yeah, you hatch. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just going to get even more confusing from here on out. But, um, honestly, if you just read Bleach by a week-by-week basis, it is entertaining still. Uh, okay, yeah, World Trigger. World Trigger is remarkably entertaining right now, actually. Yeah, I thought the because... I thought the end of the, uh, the 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 invasion was handled pretty well, and now we're back into more uh, um... civilian territory. Yeah, we're back we're back to the future sports events, right? Um... Which was happening congruently, I guess. Yes, yeah, it apparently was. It doesn't feel that way though it because of how it's handled. Um, what I do like, though, is the selection of characters being chosen for this particular event. I actually have some degree of personality in and amongst all the same face. Yeah, they, 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 they did spend just a little bit of time to make each team distinct. Yes, and yeah. uh, I, I dig that. Um, I, def- I definitely dig the direction it's going in. I get the feeling that this is going to be one of those kind of like pivotal character events. So... Maybe this will lead into the the eventual away team. Yeah. Come on, you've been like teasing this for two years. Come on. Yeah, they got to get to that away team stuff. But yeah. I, I, I fear there's another small invasion coming while they're still in alignment, quote unquote, with that with the, yeah. with the other world. Which they really need to explain this because the cosmology of this a bit because it's I guess it's all like other dimensions like in proximity to ours, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, it's, it's almost like After Crater is an alternative Earth where things went slightly differently. Yeah. And then you've got all these smaller smaller Earths from other dimensions that are aligned with After Crater rather than um, Medan, our Earth. Right. So it's an interest. it's definitely an interesting concept. It'd be, interesting if, it's been. it'd be interesting if all these worlds are just variants of Earth. And they just come in like contact periodically through like some dimensional vibration or something. Hmm. Isn't that kind of what's happening though? Like, there's this alignment going on, and that's how they're able to cross over. Right. It's like they they, they like orbit. They, they use like diagrams that show like orbits, but they aren't really orbits because they're not really planets in the yes. same like dimension. So, but yes, there's, there's almost like there's every now and again there's a moment a predicted moment where the fabric between each universe is thinner. So right. are able to break through. Right. Yeah. I, I dig that. I just don't think it's had enough time to be fully explained. Like here, we're just hypothesizing stuff that's been explained vaguely. Right. It's so focused on the, the, these, in, these invasions and this future sports event that, um, which I dig on a week by week basis, but I just don't think it's fully explained the, um, cosmology as you say or the in-universe laws for it to actually make complete sense but yeah it's good i enjoy it i enjoy it i also feel like the arts made um something of a, an improvement recently the action scenes seem to be a lot better yeah yeah you're right i think things are like marginally like better 
than mm. we were earlier. Okay, let's get the worst out of the way. Nisekoi. I got nothing funny even to say about it. No, nothing even funny to say about it right it's, now. I mean, late, latest chapter finally kind of sort of moved things forward, but I think it's moving towards a conclusion, so it needs to. It really does feel like it's endgame now. <laughs> I I, I, I kind of hope it'll end in the next couple of months. I don't know. Because it's it's doing really bad in ranking. Is it? Right now, yeah. According to the Crunchyroll site where I go to have a look at it, it's ranked below even Bleach now, and Bleach is consistently the poorest ranked. Well, it, it seems it to be making a dogged effort to eliminate all possible romance targets. Targets. <laughs> Riverdale only has so many female people. It's... Oh. it's Oh, yeah, uh, it's not got better, but at least it appears to be going away. Going away. Uh, what was next? Black Clover. Black Clover. Um, r- remarkably entertaining. Yeah, actually, I was, right and, now. and I really kind of like the, the logic behind how the uh, the two prisoners had like magic blocks. So obviously you go get the anti-magic guy to bonk him in the head. Like, Did this... That's actually one of the one things that really bugged me because like they were aware these block thing, these magic block things existed. How did they cope with them before Aster existed? A good question. They must have had like some like kind of like like you've got this Marks guy who can read people's minds or cast a spell that forces people to do as they say. How come he didn't have something that could like work around it? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems a little bit flawed. But I did find. Uh, Actually, no. That's another thing. That more I think about it, the reveal of um, the the uh, the traitor as being oh look, it's one of the new characters who was literally introduced just this chapter. Yeah, I actually wonder if he is a traitor. I think he's being framed, but we of course, Possibly. like you said, we just met him. I think he has other illegal things he doesn't want coming to light. That's yeah. That's possibly what was going on. I always thought it was going to be the Golden Dawn captain who was like. That would make the most sense. Yeah, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, Mr. The, the highest-ranking um, wizard captain is the traitor. I kind of thought that was going to be the reveal, but I don't know. Maybe this guy's also a bit of a crook. Um, Toriko. Uh, I did not expect Don Slime to get chumped like that. That was actually a remarkably grotesque scene. I, I actually thought he was going to win. Yeah. Uh, uh, Neo or whatever his name is is seems to be quite formidable when he can mm. just eat everything, including nuclear bombs. Apparently, yeah, yeah, atom bombs. <laughs> yeah, this guy really at this point does feel like a Deus Ex Machina type villain that can only be defeated by the main protagonist. Only Toriko has only an appetite Toriko. For no, I don't know. Maybe Zebra could have a good crack at it. Um. Or maybe, I, what I really liked actually is, I, oh, you've not read the most recent chapter. No, I have G- not. No, uh, Jiru um, at this point is like a destructive force. Maybe he could take him down as well. But I, I do kind of get the feeling Neo is being built up as like the the ultimate bad because now even the Nitros want him dead. They've oh, realized yeah. they've realized that their plan to bring back an immortal planet-eating god was a bad idea. Oops, we should. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Toriko's fun. It's not made a heck of a lot of progress in the last month because it has mostly just been this fight between Don Slime and Neo. Um, 
but it was rad while it lasted and um, ended in a decidedly, typically Torico grotesque manner. Uh, and finally, One Punch Man. Um, good, as always. Mm. Um, I, I didn't realize the centipede was actually with these other animals, though. I, no, I didn't. I, I thought there were two separate things happening at once. Mm. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Rocksteady manages to take out um, Benny Maru from King of Fighters and uh, Pineapple Man. Pineapple Man. That's that's such a One Punch Man idea. Yeah. I actually feel kind of sorry for those guys. I but, feel like um, they should have been able to put up a little bit more of a fight than that. But they were weaklings. They sure were. And is it me or is that Birdman monster based off that really crappy Godzilla ripoff monster? What, Gamera? Uh, no, Gailala. Uh, was it called Gailala? Oh... I'm trying to think of which one it was, but it was this really crappy one-off monster that was a rip-off of Godzilla, and it looked just like this bird monster. Oh, uh, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, considering they have had, you know, nods to Godzilla and Gamera before now. Of course, yes. And uh, oh, there's this sludge monster who's basically Hidora in One Punch Man already. Uh, and now all of a sudden all these other monsters have turned up including, but not restricted to Dracula a BDSM lady a giant porcupine who is um, that, that, that is the best character free hugs well, yeah, free hugs free hugs <laughs> yeah, I dig that um, um, who else but, was but, um, uh, electric catfish man Extra catfish man. Uh, Marshall Gorilla. That's actually probably one of the best ones because that just reminds me of um, oh, Doom Patrol. What's his name? Doom Patrol? Yeah, there's a cat. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a militaristic gorilla in Doom Patrol, but I forget his name. Oh, is that like from the Morrison era? Yeah. Because I, I only know the, 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 original, the original ones. Oh, the Silver Age stuff. Yeah. That's actually that's actually the Doom Patrol I've not read. Yeah. Um, Robot Man and Elastic Girl and. Yeah, I like Doom Patrol. Negative, what it? Yeah. Negative Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, Marshall Gorilla is a uh, fun one. It's actually kind of cool to see all these um, heroes um, again, like um, Lightning Genji and. Um, oh. Christ, Heavy Kong. All these characters have obviously appeared before, but never never any more than bit rolls like this. Just kind of gives One Punch Man a feeling of like having a larger cast. Yeah, it definitely does that. Um, why do I think that Saitama putting a wig on is going to take away all of his power? Possibly. That would be... No, that, that, that would actually be a pretty cool twist. Uh, possibly. I, I think the gag is just basically he doesn't look anything like Charanko. <laughs> no. As hard as hard as he thinks he's trying, it just... It does. I think he doesn't look like of, a person at all. No. I think this is one of my favourite bits about Saitama is because he, he's so half arsed. Becoming so strong, he doesn't even give a crap about doing the most basic things anymore. Um, I mean, it's it's kinda, also kinda, I am kind of glad we are finally to the to the to, to this whatever 
bit this is. Tournament. tournament. What, 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 what are the bets that this is going to take like two chapters? Oh, yeah. Like for every single page, Saitama just KOs them. I think he's going to blow up in his face as most things do. Possibly. Um, someone else will of... get. Someone else will get all the credit. Yeah. Like oh, the guy, it's... the guy he's dressed up as will get all the credit. Oh yeah, Taranko will get all. Even though he's in hospital right now. Right. It's cool that um, Genos and King both came to watch him. Though. Pre- I presume that's King anyway. I don't see King in in the crowd. Isn't isn't he the guy in the commando kit next to him? Like he's got the really baggy. Um, eye pouches under his hat like King does. Oh, yeah, maybe. That could be King. Got the jawline for him. Um, I don't know, it just makes sense that those two would be there. Um, I don't know, that's cool. What were the bets that Genos is going to get overprotective and throw himself into the ring? Oh, I'm sure. That's what he does. Yeah. Master! (laughs) Yeah, he's got a total bromance going on. Um, but no, One Punch Man for the one chapter we've had this month has been great as per as per usual. I just wish they'd pick up the schedule a little bit. Yeah, apparently we're behind. I didn't. I did not know that. No. What I also kind of suspect is um, at this point, one is just using the web comic as like a as like a storyboard, and this is the actual version. Who knows? Anyway, one's got that other series, Mob Psycho 100. There's a TV series of that coming out soon. Is there? Which one's that one about? That's the one about the, uh, the magical the, girls. No, that's the um, the, the the kid with the psychic powers who, once he reaches 100, percent he basically blows up the planet. Oh, I have not heard about that one. I, I have to forward you the, the the trailer for it because it looks pretty friggin' rad. I've not read any of it, but that, it's that's a, that's an anime for next season or this season? This season, I think it comes out in a couple of weeks. Okay, I'll check I that one out. It's the same writer, just um, it's his art rather than some other artist, so it looks crap. <laughs> ah, I see. But it looks amazing. It's done by Bones as well. So. Oh well. So it, it looks great. Um, Surprising got anyway. time to do another series this season. Yeah, they've got what they've got. My Hero Academia. They've got Concrete Revolution season two. Wait, that there's a season two this season, or that, I? Uh, I believe no. I believe that's next season. That'd be next season. Yeah, I got caught up on that. That's still pretty good. Mm. I like that yeah. series a lot. Yeah. Uh, what are we currently clocking in at recording wise do you need to get on or do you want to talk about the dc rebirth quickly oh we could talk about whatever you want to talk about yeah i don't have a lot to say about it because they haven't announced any legion of superheroes comics yet yeah oh is that literally the only that's the only thing i care at dc superheroes right now you know you see i never gave a damn about the modern suicide squad but rob williams on suicide squad i will be reading i'll also be reading dan abnett on aquaman uh dan abnett on aquaman Yep. Wow, that may actually be worth reading. I think there's also going to be an all-star Batman anthology by um, Scott Snyder with artwork by Greg Capullo, Jock, and... Oh, who else is doing it? Do you know who's drawing Aquaman? Oh, I've got a list here. Just let me get it up. Suicide Squad. Um, I really, really like the idea of Suicide Squad, but I don't think a lot of the runs have, like, captured the premise properly. Did you ever read um um the well yeah not not so much the the John Ostrander run yes that run 
Yeah, that I've been reading it since DC have been reprinting it. So I've got like the first two volumes and the third one's coming out any day now. Um, that stuff's that stuff's fantastic. Okay, because that's sort of like the Suicide Squad, like as it should be. Yeah, it is. It's it's a it's a group of expendable, generally unlikable people. Whereas the modern version of Suicide Squad is just Harley Quinn. And others. And others. Basically. That that seems to be, Harley Quinn seems to be the like the selling point these she, days. And she's the, she's the selling point for the movie, apparently. Yeah, definitely. She doesn't belong in Suicide Squad. No. For like no. a bunch of reasons. Mm. I'm not particularly keen on any version of Harley Quinn other than the Bruce Tim version. Suicide Squad should be like Condiment King and the Weather Wizard. Uh Captain Boomerang. Always Captain Boomerang. Always Captain Boomerang. Um, and Deadshot. Cause Deadshot and Deadshot. Awesome. Deadshot is like, I think, the one character out of the group who has potential. Well, he not, has not only had potential, but has proven he can sustain other titles because he's a badass. Um, Let's hope Will Smith can do him justice. Yeah, I, I actually kind of think he will. Because that's one of the few things about the movie that I am stoked for i'm definitely gonna watch it. i have a lot more enthusiasm than i have for man of shit part two correct versus batman um i haven't even seen that movie yet have you no i don't have an intention to i i don't have it's any intention looked whatsoever. bad the entire time yeah and it is bad from what i've heard a movie so bad they had to reboot the dc universe <laughs> Yeah, that that well, you could you could argue the New Fifty Two did that by themselves. Yeah, New Fifty Two was an unfortunate experiment. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, all all Star Batman I mentioned a little bit is done by Scott Snyder, John Romita Jr. That was the other one I was thinking of. Right. Jock and Greg Capullo. So they're doing All Star Superman and All Star Batman. Yes. And what's the premise there? It's just do whatever. It appears to be an anthology, or it's just an alternating cast. Okay, so, uh, so those are the those are the anthology books for various uh, creative teams. Seemingly, it's a bit vague at the moment. Just let me pull up Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, written by Rob Williams and art by G- oh Jim Lee. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I was excited. No, I'm still going to read it. I'm I'm more inclined to give a comic a break if it's really, bad. That's a than... really high profile name to attach to Suicide Squad. They must really be banking on that movie. I heard oh, that well, I heard that well, the response to Batman v Superman, they reshot a ton of the movie. Yeah, I kind of hope that that's not like I, I think it's a combination of a Superman vs Batman doing really badly and Deadpool doing really well. Yeah, I get I get Needs the feeling more it's... jokes. Needs more jokes. I've not watched Deadpool yet either, mainly because I'm not a fan of. I'm not of Deadpool. I haven't seen it either because it's apparently it's apparently a good movie from people who like Deadpool. Right. I haven't heard anything from people who don't like Deadpool. So I, I'll wait until it's on DVD. Um, Batman vs Superman. I'll probably wait until it's the only half decent thing on a in flight <laughs> movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I watched Man of Steel and, or Man of Shit, as I like to call yeah, Man it. Man of Steel was not a very good movie. Oh, I, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Snyder, not Scott Snyder, Zack Snyder for me has become cinematic cancer. Yeah, he's not. The older I've got, the more I've realized just how immature and boring his movies are. So you, how... Gloria, one of those kids who loved 300? Uh, oh, I was one of those kids who was all over the This Is Sparta meme. I was, I was all over the, the gore and the boobs. Then you and, grew up. And I realized what a load of shit it was. And the same for Watchmen. I think Watchmen is one of his more bearable ones. Watchmen's probably his most watchable movie, I think. Do you know what? I'm, actually, I think his most watchable movie is Sucker Punch. Really? Because although it's complete garbage, I can have a laugh if I'm pissed. Fair enough. It's, it's a live-action anime kind of all about rape yeah it's it's bearable if i want to hate myself for watching something his other movies just make me depressed and to, to the fact that he was that okay i can get making a dark batman movie people have been doing that for forever right since since before i was a wee lad um Superman should not be dark. He can have dark themes, he can have dark moments, but there should always be a vein of hope. But Zack Snyder does not... He is so bitter and so cynical. And all his movies are all nihilistic, colourless bore fests. I, I don't disagree. I have no like for Zack Snyder's directing ability. Yeah. I mean, he is just yeah. the worst. And the fact that he, he was put on board to to guide the DC cinematic universe was the biggest mistake Warner Brothers ever made. Hmm. Yeah. Just real, just looking again through um, the DC Rebirth stuff, um, there's, there's, there's a few other things that have just jumped out at me. Um, Dan Abnett is also doing Titans okay. with, a, with Brett Booth, who I'm not familiar with. Brett Booth sounds familiar. Let me look him up really quick, because I think I like Brett Booth. And then Justice League by Brian Hitch and Tony Daniel. Um, I like Brian Hitch. Um, oh, oh, I didn't know this. Wonder Woman by Greg Rucker. That's, yeah, that was a big exciting. A lot of people liked Rucker's run on Wonder Woman, so there are a lot of them who are really glad to have him back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig that one. I'll have to go give that one a read. I'm going to be honest. I The only book I really care about from DC is Legion of Superheroes. So Legion of Superheroes. No one's announced a, a new Legion of Superheroes comic yet. So Wasn't that like wasn't that one of the first New 52 ones to get yes. canned? Not one of the first, but definitely one of the second or third. Yeah. You know, Brett, Booth, I, Brett Booth has done a lot of mainstream superhero books. He he, he was on like uh, the Booster Gold series, Flash, uh, Earth 2. Yeah. Oh, he was on Earth Two. That's where I know him from. I I digged Earth Two actually. Earth Two was probably one of the few gems in the New Fifty Two. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I think it's still going to be around in some form or another. Somehow. Mm. Mm. Oh well, it always will be. I also really digged um, All Star Western and Swamp Thing while those ones lasted. All Star Western was just a continuation of Jonah Hex. So that. Yeah, which was why it was good. Exactly. And even if he was, was even when he went to the did he go, he went to the future right he went to Gotham in the in the present he did yeah I need to give that run a reread actually I think in the build up to Rebirth I'll be reevaluating some of the stuff from uh, uh, New Fifty Two but a lot of it was still turds I think 
what was the worst one? I read? Oh God, Catwoman. Mm. Oh, that was awful. I think I read the first issue and dropped it like a hot shit. Yeah. It was awful. One of the one, one of the first books I read and really liked was Stormwatch. I liked that first row with with Paul Cornell writing. Yes, that yes. Paul Cornell run on Stormwatch was excellent. For wasn't Storm wasn't Stormwatch uh, a kind of reboot of Wildcats? It, no, it was like actually it was a reboot of um of um uh Apollo Midnighter. Uh, ah, yes, yeah. Yeah, it features all those characters. I know that Midnight has still got a solo series. Yes, he does. Not the Ultimates. Is Miller and Ennis and all wrote. Uh, Why can't I remember what it's called? It's so weird. Ah, well. Oh, the Planetary is that it? No, but Planetary kind of tied into it slightly. It was not. It was the closest thing to Planetary. It was closer to Planetary in concept, but its team base was made up of. Um, Hold on. This is driving me crazy. Yeah. I know Grifter came back. Um, yeah. Talking about Wildcats. Grifter came back. Obviously, Jim Lee sold all these characters to DC, um, and Grifter is now part of the DC universe. The Authority, okay. It was, oh, yes, that was It was, was the, the Authority with a slight planetary spin set in the DC universe. They, mm. they were like a secret organization. They were like, they were like more... Po- they weren't necessarily more powerful than the Justice League, but their job was to like protect the planet from like outside threats, mm. from like yeah, like planetary does. Oh yeah, but okay. It it was weird. It was in this weird place where it wasn't it wasn't as violent as the Authority was, but I neither was it as mainstream. Yeah, I enjoyed as... its cast a lot. I I, I kind of liked what it was trying to do. Hmm. That was Brian Hitch as well, wasn't it? Brian, yeah, uh, Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch created it. Yes, and I remember later that. on, Ennis and Morrison all had cracks at it. I think. Mm. Oh, of course, Grant Morrison had a crack at it. Um, but no. Oh, what was the other new Fifty Two Titan? Animal Man was pretty good for a while. Which one? Animal Man. Oh, Animal Man. Oh, you want to know what was really good? Resurrection Man by Dan Abnett. Oh, it was. Dead Man was pretty good as well, from what I remember. Dial H for Hero, while that lasted, was pretty rad as well. Yes, and of course the um, the spinoff from Starman, the 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 uh, the Shade mini maxi series, that yeah. that was excellent. James James Robinson excellence. Hmm. Uh, but I think the running trend we can all see here is the few genuinely good New Fifty Two titles were all the ones that got cancelled or were mini series. Yes, that didn't tie into the larger New Fifty Two concept. Yeah. Well, it's like I lost interest in the main Batman title after Greg Capullo left. Right. And I think and I think Scott Snyder lost a lot of his charm after the Court of Owls. Death in the Family was pretty awful. That was the one after Joker cut his face off? No, that was the one where Joker cut his face oh. off, I remember. So I think that I think the redesigned Joker was so bad after about a year they were forced to redesign him again in the classic vision. Because I, I don't know, because comics aren't for kids anymore, uh, or so they thought. Yeah, it was, yeah. I seem to remember there was a lot of like aggression, aggression from uh, new readers because the new Fifty Two stuff was in general very adult oriented. Because it was that voodoo title, which was just upright, inappropriate for kids. And I Vampire and oh, but Catwoman. While I talk about it, was just. They had a rape sequence in the first issue. That's just not oh, good. not for kids at all. I know See, that's, oh. 
See, New 52 was like DC's like 90s Marvel. Yes. Where it was all grim and gritty. Mm. But Marvel realized that, that, you know, it was bad move. And it was funny because at the same time, Marvel was getting more and more like Adventure Time-ish, like yeah. Steven Universe. Like that, just... that sort of all ages colorfulness. We just have to look at some of the stuff Marvel are doing now for like the New Ultimates, Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, a Hellcat. They're all generally family friendly stuff and they're colourful and they're actually they're actually fun. But DC, I can't think of a single thing they're doing right now under their main banner that right. I'm actually interested in. Yeah, me neither. I haven't read DC in years. No. I think the only DC stuff I read recently was the Mad Max miniseries right. and stuff from Vertigo. Correct, yes. That's about it. So, so maybe, maybe they can turn this ship around, but we'll see. Well, obviously DC has the new Hanna-Barbera reboot thing coming up. Which I really want to read Future Quest. Yes. For a bunch of reasons. Yes. Yeah, Future Quest looks interesting. But this is, yeah, again, it's not under the main banner, is it? So Yeah. doesn't count. So that about wraps up this episode, I think. Yeah, covered pretty much all the bases I want to cover. Yep. Um... We're always here. If you want to send us a letter, you can email us at weeklycomicsmonthly at gmail.com. And, of course, you can check us out on our website at guttertrash.net slash WCM. Uh, we are looking for com- any comments, you know, suggestions, ideas. You know, we're always looking for feedback. Hmm. Like, do, are, do we run too long? Are we long-winded? Empire. Would you like us to talk about um, broader comic spectrum stuff like that, which I think we covered a little bit in this episode? Yeah, we did, actually, which is surprising. We don't usually go that far into DC or Marvel. Yeah. I think we I think we all had a bit of free time today to be able to cover stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll be going into... This is March. So, we'll be talking about... Next, next uh, episode, we'll be talking about April's uh, 2080 and Weekly Shonen Jump course. We'll, be, mm-hmm. we'll have more to talk about the the current Judge Dredd stuff, uh, the 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 uh, Dead World Tainted, of course. We will be keep following keenly the return of the return of Naruto and Baruto. Yeah, and conclusion or, or presumed conclusion of things like Survival Geeks, the Assassination Classroom miniseries, um, the Fog's Thriller, stuff yes, like that. That stuff, yes. So we got that to look forward to. And, of course, the long-awaited return of Hunter Hunter. Well, it's not dead. Yes, Hunter Hunter will be back. Will we'll finally... Will they ever get to that continent? Wouldn't it be funny if the, the opening of the first chapter back is there literally on the continent? It's like, no backstory. We've been here all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. so that's uh, Weekly Comics Monthly for the month of March. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Thanks for See you next it. month. See you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.